And good game day to you, and welcome to week five edition of the Coach Derek Hunt Show. I'm Wayne Kaiser, alongside the head man of the Red Rebels, Coach Derek Hunt. Welcome in, Coach, and uh, probably you've heard this a lot this week, but uh, congratulations on a big victory in the Battle of Pistol Creek. Thank you so much. It was certainly a great high school atmosphere, and our kids played really well. Well, Coach, we, we talk about the 92nd meeting of Maryville and Alcoa, and, and really uh, there was a reduced capacity there. That, you know, Normally a, a very, very well-attended-in-the-community uh, event, but, but the seats that were sold were, were sold out. I think they sold out Wednesday afternoon, and it was an environment to be had. When we got there, uh, you could kind of feel it. Uh, the, the rivalry was there, a lot of athleticism on the field on both sides. You saw a big uh, Alcoa team roll in there. And, uh, and just really uh, a good atmosphere, like you said, in this community. Yeah, it was still a um, – even with the, I thought, you know, fans, it still felt packed and it was loud and just a fun atmosphere. And I think our kids, you know, really uh, lived up to the challenge. You know, I think Alcoa is just like a team and physically they look they looked like a college team in warm-ups. It's just incredible. And, um, you know, I, I was just so proud of our kids for, for how hard they played. Well, I'll tell you, and it, and it started pregame. Maryville High School put on a great display as, as they uh, recognized the first responders, did a, did a September 11th remembrance, and, and I thought that uh, that spoke volumes for not only that, – that's a Blunt County thing, but a lot of local uh, first responders, police officers, and, and, and firemen and different things uh, that were recognized. And uh, I thought the crowd – uh, showed showed very well there. Yeah, we missed that. Obviously, we were still in the locker room, but I heard heard about it. And uh, there, there you go, Coach. Did we did we lose you? Yes. Can you hear me? Oh, okay, I got you back now. Okay, but but yeah, it was it was it was a moving display, and I know that that's the side of being in the locker room pregame that you you got you guys don't get to see. But great great display by Maryville High School, and and led up to the to the kickoff of the 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 Battle of Pistol Creek. As kickoff kind of happened, I thought it was real indicative to how much this was going to be an even matchup when both teams kind of kind of had struggles. I, I don't know if you want to say they had offensive struggles. Or if the defenses just came uh, came full throttle. Yeah, I mean, I just think you just saw two really good defenses. Certainly, I know Alcoa is super stout, and we've heard about them all week, and and you know they're every bit as advertised. I think Coach Brian Nix, the defensive coordinator at Alcoa, does a phenomenal job, and you know getting his kids lined up and playing hard and, and knowing what to do, and and so yeah, it was fun being there for a while, and. We're just trying to, to find a soft spot and keep picking and choosing and pecking and trying to find a, a way to gain some yards and get a first down and move the chains and, you know, get some momentum on offense. And certainly we were able to do that a little bit in the second half during the morning, first half. Yeah, I, the first half was very, very, very physical. And, and I, there was things that Jude and I had saw during the broadcast and were like, you know, they continue to go back to, to, to similar plays, and, and this is going to continue to pay off because you were just you were forcing Alcoa to remain physical through the duration of the first half. And did you, did you think that that was – was that the plan, you know, to kind of force them to go side to side and do different things to, to physically fatigue, fatigue the Tornadoes? I think there's some some of that, you know, that, that goes into, you know, you want to make them run. You want to make them and defend the whole field. But that's kind of our philosophy every game, though, is we want to make the team defend 
the whole field. The football field 53 and a third yards wide, and, and we don't want to you know, make it easy on them where they only have to defend 30 yards or 20 yards. But certainly we want to make them run side by the sideline and, and spread the ball around and not be predictable. And in the first half, I felt like you know you guys did that, but didn't necessarily see a ton of points uh, hit the scoreboard. It, it actually at, at halftime was nine to nothing. Uh, right there at the tail end of the first half, had an opportunity. You drove the field uh, for 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 one of the few times that that Alcoa really really allowed some things to open up. And uh, did 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 that adversity? Did that that opportunity uh, kind of spark a halftime discussion? Or was was what was going to happen in the second half already in the works? Well, it was certainly discouraging to you know to move the ball down the field for the half against that kind of defense and then not come away with points was was very tough. You know, I felt like we certainly had missed a huge opportunity uh, and, a, and a chance to win the game. You know, potentially you know be the difference of winning or losing the game. Uh, when you you don't execute and we don't score right there at the end of the first half because we had the ball come out in the second half, so. You know, we, we had we had potential to score two touchdowns right there and take the lead even before they even touched the ball. And so it was it was discouraging. It was disappointing. And and I I think I was able to hit the reset button after a couple minutes in our, during our halftime. And just I think the message to the team for, for me was we just got to keep grinding and see what happens. We got to keep fighting and keep playing. And our kids certainly so showed that and some some great grit and resolve to continue to play hard and. You know, I thought Carson rebounded really well in the second half. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, I know I'm a position coach. And, and uh, so, I mean, I've got to do a better job coaching them up in those in those moments. Yeah, I actually heard you say that post game, And I thought that was a that, – talk about ownership and really knowing knowing when to, to – to really own some things. I thought you did a really good job uh, doing that. But, but Coach, also, just before we hit to the second half, uh, there was an injury to an Alcoa player there in the first half. Major Newman, a great player for the Tornadoes and really a big uh, component for that defense. Uh, He actually, uh, at that point, we didn't understand the full extent of that injury. Looks like he's going to be okay to – he's going to have some rehab, but we'll, we'll be back. Uh, to the tornadoes, but uh, how did uh, how did you keep your guys up uh, in that situation? Because when you see a you know that that mortality side of the the game, uh, it's real easy to lose poise. It can be, and you know I, it was it's always scary anytime you down and and you know some feeling maybe in his in his extremities just for for, for a brief moment. It was scary, and certainly when it happens right there on your sideline. You know, it can be add to the and and so but I checked in with with a couple of their coaches and and have gotten some good some good news on major and so it looks like he'll be back with the tornadoes hopefully very soon. Yeah, I uh, we we you know you kind of press pause on the football game side of things and just hope for the best because you see you see parents running onto the field and different things and it's just. It's that moment that you didn't show up at Jim Renfro looking to do that. You know, you you wanted to to see a good football game and and just leave it the same way you walked in. And and for that moment, uh, I felt like that it just shook the it shook both sidelines because uh, between his his teammates walking over and kind of giving him the pad on the way uh, off the field, and then also the Rebels kind of kind of seeing that that real side of it. Uh, I thought the the dynamic had the opportunity to really shift, and and I thought both teams uh, just played with poise, understood that that that's the side of it, but uh, but continued to play very hard. I agree. I think both both teams got back at it pretty quickly. 
And and as we move forward, again, we tried to get updates also throughout the game to try to keep everybody up. But uh, again, the there there is a now that we have uh, at Maryville, we have the different sidelines. We have the press box on both sides. Uh, there's not a ton of uh, uh, opposing team. Uh, contacts on the home side. So, again, anybody uh, that was listening Friday night, we apologize here uh, from the station, but really wanted to to make sure we had accurate information before we put it on the air. But uh, as we went to half, again, 9 to nothing in favor of the Tornadoes. Rebels had just got down into the to the red zone, but unable to to punch it in there at the half. Was going to get the football in the second half, coach. And, uh, and and again, Carson Jones. I think that was a moment for him in his development as a leader on this football team and as a quarterback uh, that he could he could have very much went two directions coming out of the half. Yeah, and, and he's a, he's a pretty uh, he's got a lot of poise. You know, he he's a pretty mature kid, and so I. I'm not surprised that he came back and, and, and played really well in the second half. I think he might have surprised the people with how the level that he played at, but but not me. We get to see him. You know, he's just a pleasure to coach. A great, great kid, and you know, he's he's, a, he's introverted, so he's not he's not emotional, and, and he doesn't you know wear it on his sleeve, you know, like some players do. And and we've had quarterbacks that are like that and that aren't, and. And he's just, uh, he's, like I said, he, he's mature enough to know that, that there's a second half that uh, there's still some chances out there to make some big plays. And, and I think we weren't surprised because we, he had been smart with the football for the first few games also. And even last season when he, when he came in, he was still playing against a lot of teams' number ones. But uh, uh, I think I was surprised at how physical he ran, that he, uh, he really didn't like sliding down. He, he wasn't interested in stopping when the first guy hit him. I just uh, I appreciated the the physicality that he brought in the second half. Well, and we needed it too. I mean, I think some of those drives on if he doesn't make some of the the physical runs that he made, and so we definitely needed him to to, to do it. But but as the game as the game wore on, he he scores two touchdowns, a twenty nine yard run, I think a, maybe a seven yard run uh, to make the score fourteen to nothing. Uh, big kudos to that offensive line, really battling up front with the tornadoes. Uh, it was a good unsung night for them. But I think when you don't say those names, uh, that's that's a great night in a big game like that. Absolutely, you know you're exactly right. So, but, but again, like we talked about earlier, just super proud of our kids for. You know, had every reason to come out in the second half and, and kind of lay down and, and face an, an outstanding football team. But they showed some grit, and we had a couple of plays go our way and made a couple of big plays, and, and they just hung on there at the end. They were defending the first half, and they won it for us at the end. Just can't say enough about our defensive kids and, the, and, the, and our defensive coaches, our whole staff, for that matter. just the job they did to prepare our kids to give us a chance. Well, and I, I tell you, it, it made it really difficult. Uh, you know, as the as the game wore on, you know, Lou Birchfield put his name in the hat for for the Rebel Radio Player of the Game, and we really, you know, honestly, Lou Lou had told Jude he was going to win it uh, this week. He said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna do something to get in there." And and you know what? Uh, you know, Cart. Not that he didn't do a good enough job to win it. I mean, I feel like there's there's going to be a great opportunity for Lou to well be recognized throughout this season, but. Uh, but I, I think Carson, in that uh, in that bring it back kind of mentality uh, that he that he played with in the second half, it just it was hard. If I had if I had two groups of the stuff I could have given, uh, I might have had a co-player of the game. I'll be honest. There, was, there were some tough nosed kids out there. Yes, it was hard fought game. 
Absolutely. But anyway, we'll move forward. Uh, again, kind of reminiscing in, into that battle of Pistol Creek. Uh, the Rebels now, now of course, moving, having to move forward, uh, win the football game 14-9. to uh, Great display there on the field. Both teams really just – just kind of finishing with a battle. I, I thought they were they were really good. Uh, to at the end of the day, it's two Blunt County teams uh, that are still very much in the hunt in their own division, still very very much in the hunt in their own district, and uh, will learn from what they were successful with and had some some faults with uh, during the game, and will take it to uh, to to hopefully both uh, be in Cookville here in a couple months. I know for 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 you, that's the, you're looking to to Friday night to tonight. Uh, match up with uh, with Bearden, but uh, but really, I think both these teams are on a trajectory uh, coming out of that game that's really strong. Yeah, they might. I think Alcoa is certainly in three A. You know, great chance they run the table. I don't think there's anybody in three A that's probably that is as athletic and physical and big and you know fast and well coached as they're going to be. So I would definitely expect them to to make a deep deep playoff run, and if not, be the state champions at the end of the year. Absolutely, absolutely, Coach. But let's uh, let's take a break. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Take a take a message from these sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about Coach Russell. We've got a a little players or coaches spotlight that we like to do here every week, and uh, let you talk a little bit about some of the great assistants uh, that you have on your staff. But what you're listening to the Coach Derek Hunt Show right here on Game Day here from Rebel Radio WGAP 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55, loaded with premium technology like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621 and get more for your crossover. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653 or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, 865-238-7500, NMLS 1641325. And welcome back to the Coach Derek Hunt Show here on game day as we 
look back at the Alcoa Maryville matchup. We we do a little coaches spotlight, and then in the later segments we will look ahead uh, to tonight's matchup with the Bearden Bulldogs. But coach, again, welcome back in. Thanks for the time, and uh, and again, a little coaches spotlight here tonight as we're going to talk about Coach Russell and what he means to the coaching staff there at Maryville High School. Yeah, so you know, Coach Russell, his first year coaching at Maryville High School was 2005, which was my junior year actually. And uh, at the time, he was coaching tight end. And so he had, you know, he had went to William Barn High School. Um, Dad is a well-known pastor in the area. And so and he, uh, he ended up playing football at Taylor University and NAIA school and then came back and got his teaching certificate and was, and was teaching at Maryville Intermediate School at the time. and still is, actually, but... Um, well, coach tied in for a little bit and then moved over to the defensive line. And, you know, he has – he's like a lot of our coaches, he's worn a lot of hats over the years. You know, started out tied in, moved to defensive end, um, and has been doing defensive ends for the majority. But there's been times where he's a defensive coordinator, you know, and now he's kind of like our game coordinator. And, and he does a great job doing that. He, he, he coaches the punt team, coaches the um, – the PAT team, field goal team, and you know, just does so much with our technology. You know, all the, the way the way the game has changed. You know, in today's world, where you know you're filming two angles and you can get it on the sidelines, and I mean, it's just incredible what we're able to do. Versus, you know, when I was in high school, and this hasn't been that long ago, but we were watching on VHS tapes, you know, or, or maybe DVDs towards the end of my high school career. You know, and everybody, the whole team's watching it together, and now we're splitting up, and everything's on the internet. So, but Coach Russell runs all that. You know, he kind of got it all started for us, and has always been, you know, tech savvy type. And but he he got it going off the ground for us probably a decade ago when we moved to that stuff. So that's just a few of the many many hats that he's worn while he's been on staff at Maryville. You know that that's a side of of sports. You know, a few years ago, I was talking uh, actually about another program, but we were talking about just the the evolution of technology and how that has that that makes its way to Friday nights. Now it's it's you know having a, a technology doesn't make the shoulder pads better. It doesn't make the the helmets better. Well, technology probably makes the helmets better, but. What I'm saying is, is, is that preparation factor that technology has brought to the game. You have to be up on that, or, or you're you're kind of falling behind. Would you think? I don't think there's any doubt. It certainly gives you an advantage, and we ta- we try to take advantage of it. And I think most teams do nowadays. You know, I don't know many high school teams that don't have huddle in the state of Tennessee. We have not played anybody that doesn't have a huddle account where you can trade film and use that obviously to study. It means you can go anywhere. You don't have to be at the football stadium to watch film. You can literally watch it on your phone. And it's just incredible the way it's evolved. And it's made, it certainly made, you know, the trading days of film so much easier because we used to have, you know, a coach, you know, would drive halfway and another team halfway to trade film. And now it's just done literally in seconds. And it, it is phenomenal when it really is. And, and so, but to have Coach, Rus- coach Russell kind of get that going for us a decade ago has got us so so quickly up to speed and ahead of the game um, compared to a lot of other groups. I, I swear that's that's a that's a great job to 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 be the forefront guy of and, and again because it's rewarding you can see the benefit of expanding that technology. I remember the fella told me that that he was he was anti tech at that point. 
uh, he said, he said, when I was growing up, we'd just prepare with hay bales and backer sticks. And I said, yeah, the difference is, is everybody else was doing that too. <laughs> I said, so you got to stay up with it now. So, uh, no, that's great. And, and Coach Russell, it's weird. It's not weird, but it, it's it's interesting for me to hear the – because what we see and what I think people that s- stand in the stands, I mean, there's there's those relationships that they know more than, than what, what I do. But what I'm seeing is is – I see a guy who's coaching some some young young men up, really taking the passion of Maryville High School and putting it out on Friday night. But he's got a he's got a role not only in the classroom Monday through Friday, but he's also he's trying to think of the next way to develop technology for Maryville High School and get you guys uh, to the forefront again. He does so much. I mean, so much so well. He's all, he's a tech coordinator at Montgomery Ridge Intermediate School, so that's his job. So he's already kind of in that tech space and obviously it helps us out and he's got a team of guys you know on our staff that help him with that and so he does a phenomenal job there. obviously he does a great job i think he's he's, he's one of the best coaches in the state at the defensive end technique for a long time he's gotten really good at coaching defensive ends and the technique that we want to use to be successful i mentioned earlier he's kind of our game coordinator what i mean by that is he analyzes and, and does the stuff on like fourth down calls and you know punts and field goals and what our kickers ready for and prepared for based on warm up. So there's a lot of, of conversations and 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 you know that that we talk about throughout the week that goes on our game sheet that helps us make those decisions come crunch time in a game. You know that way. You know because you know we've got my. my Beliefs always been we've got seven days, six days to prepare for this game. You know we need to make sure that we're prepared and not just kind of wing it. And so he he helps me do that. He he's uh, you know he I give him a lot of thoughts and he organizes it for me. And then, so we're prepared. Hopefully come Friday night. But of all the stuff that that he does well, the, the most impressive thing you know that in my opinion what he's done is about about. Six or seven years ago, he and I started a small group on Sunday nights of just football guys that were interested in coming. It started out maybe you know six or eight guys, all the way to twenty or thirty. And you know, after a couple of years of doing it, we were on every Sunday night, a small group kind of Bible study type deal at my house or some somebody else's house. And and, and the next thing we know, we were we were going on a mission trip to Costa Rica with with. You know, 17 of our football players and basketball players at Maribel High School, and, and that's something that we've been fortunate enough to con- continue to do the last three years. And now Coach Russell has just taken our group, and it's just it's continually gotten passed down, you know, from from one class to another, and it's it's been maintained, and the relationships that that we formed have been phenomenal, and and uh, you know, to get to see some of those guys, you know, out of the country, out of their own element, and seeing a different world, essentially. Um, has just been such a blessing on me and and and, and Coach Russell to, to be able to c- carry that on and continue that. You know, when my role changed from assistant coach to head coach has been something that's meant a whole lot to me. And so I think at the end of the day, he does a great job of, of understanding and, and showing that there's just more, there's more to life in this game of football. And we certainly want to use football to teach our, our you know, young teenage boys how to be men, how to be great fathers, be great husbands one day and, and and certainly there's a faith aspect of that as well that's that's just really cool i, I mean i 
I don't know if anybody else is 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 like me, but it's just I, I love each week that we're we're diving into not not it, it's beyond the game. I mean, it's it's a little bit of of not only it, you know because I think I think oftentimes very successful programs, uh, you, you're like oh. Well, he's he's just on staff because he's really good at coaching this position, or he's really good at coaching this position, and I think that all of that is true. But there's a there's a there's a family side, there's a faith side, there's a there's a teacher side uh, that that you hold high in regard, and and these men uh, foot that bill. I mean, they're they're up to sp- snuff on that, and, and like Coach Russell, he has his own special way that he influences and impacts uh, both the coaching staff and and the community and the young men on the football team. So that's that's great to hear and uh and I, I wish I, I knew Coach Russell more. Yeah, and I think Wayne what you'll find is every single one of our coaches has something that that they do off the field, I think, that reaches to our kids and, and serves them in, in different ways. And so um obviously as a as a head coach I'm I'm probably most proud of than, than anything that we've ever accomplished on the football field. Just, I'm humbled to be a part of it. You know, it's been like that for, for a long time. You know, it's something that we're just trying really hard to continue. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, kudos to Coach Russell and uh, not only his impact on on tight ends and defensive ends and special teams on the football field, but how he impacts uh, beyond the football field and and in the in the home small group. Uh, area uh, of of the football staff and of his community. So again, heads up to Coach Russell. But Coach, uh, but Coach, I guess we need to get to one more break. Uh, listen to some more sponsors when we come back. How, what'd you say? We look ahead to tonight's matchup with Bearden. Sounds good. I think we'll we'll hit it up a little bit. You're listening to the Week Five edition of the Coach Derek Hunt Show right here on your source for Rebel Sports WGAP 105.9 FM. 1400 a.m. and streaming at wgapradio.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Whitlock and Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years. Everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Your smile. 
It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. And welcome back to the Coach Derek Hunt Show Week 5 Battle with Bearden, a matchup that was supposed to be week number two but has shifted uh, to both teams by week here in week number five. But, Coach, uh, welcome back in. Coach Derek Hunt on the line. Uh, Leading up to tonight's matchup with the Bearden Bulldogs, uh, extended, uh, again, delayed, that is, uh, from week two, but it is now here. First first road game uh, for, for the Rebels, and I believe the first home game for the Bulldogs, it's uh, it's time to see football away from Blunt County. Yeah, I'm excited to get on the road, and I told our kids this week, as a player, I always loved playing at home, certainly, but I think I like playing on the road more. It just it's exciting to go to another, you know, another team's facilities. Maryville always travels well, so you know our stands are usually no matter what. Now they may not be this year, but. Uh, for obvious reasons, but I, I like playing on the road. I really enjoy getting on the bus and going to another town. Again, this is kind of what football is all about. Absolutely, and the and the dog pound is is one of those places that uh, is is an interesting place to play. It's not a not a whole long way from Maryville High School, but it's a uh, again out of the friendly confines of our county. And uh, and Bearden has a has had a season. Uh, that 2020 is pretty indicative of. They moved the start of their season out two weeks and have now started their season 0-2. But this is a this is a Bearden football team that has a lot of potential. Well, I mean, they, they've been behind the eight ball and, and it's not really any. They just had some bad luck. Nothing they could do. I mean, you know, so they were quarantined. Obviously, our game pushed, pushed back and they were quarantined for two weeks. So they didn't for two weeks and then they come back and play against a really good Donovan Bennett team, physical. Donovan Bennett got everybody back from the quarterfinal, uh, you know, team last year. So, oh, just some tough luck, you know, to be out for two weeks and not get to practice at all. And also play one of the better teams in the state, in my opinion. Turn around on the road, mind you, and then turn around, you know, the next the next week and go on the road again to Bradley Central, who we know has, I mean, Bradley's been good every year for a decade so and longer. So, I mean, that's just kind of a tough straw now. Uh, and now they are back at home, and, and here come the Mighty Rebels. So, you know, it's, they, they definitely, their strength of schedule, I can imagine, is, is pretty tough, pretty high number, um, you know. But, but like I said, you know, we, we, it's our first it's our first away game for a lot of guys. You know, we're going to be starting the round. We're just coming from people in. So a lot of people would say this is a trap game mentality. And how, how excited is Maryville going to be to play? It's been a message to my team this week just to make sure that, that we are with our seniors. Week five. It's incredible how Lincoln and we're already at week five, and so our seniors they're not are they're not guaranteed anymore. They only guaranteed ten games in a regular season. So the biggest thing is we just come out and play with urgency and energy early, and make sure we don't waste any opportunities. Absolutely. And, you know, you talk about being a trap game. I think you, you make a really good point. You know, Bearden not only had to go on the road, but they yeah. went about as far as you can go, upper East Tennessee, 
and then they traveled down to, to, to Bradley County and took on Bradley Central. So so big mileage uh, that they've put on the travel traveling bus there these first couple weeks, but they'll be at home. And uh, and Coach Schindlever, he's got a he, – he brings they, – they play tough. They play a tough brand of football, and honestly, uh, they've got a couple players that's going to be fun to watch. Um, but but I think one thing that Maryville has always, and I hope this is this is the plan. But uh, Maryville just, they, I've always seen them show up and try to be the best version of Maryville and, and see where that gets them. And, and more times than not, uh, Coach, that gets the W. Well, that's certainly our goal, and, and you know, to execute at a really high level, to play with great energy, and we celebrate great efforts all the time at practice, and we want to do so in the game. So, you know, but Bearden does play a physical brand of football, and. And they always have some really good athletes on the perimeter that that can that can make you look bad in a hurry, you know, if you're not ready to go. So we'll certainly have our our hands full. Well, co- coach, I uh, again want, don't want to take up a ton of your time, but uh, I appreciate you spending time with us, talking a little bit about last week, but also looking ahead to tonight's matchup with the Bulldogs. Any last things that that really this week has kind of opened up for you? Again, a lot of. Uh, Growth happened a week ago, and leading to this week of practice. Anything this week that you went, you know what? That uh, that game last Friday not changed this team. Not necessarily. I think uh, I think I told you last week. The more this team plays, the better we're going to get. So, you know, I just we just there's a lot we can still improve on. We're nowhere near where we want to be. I just hope we continue to, to get better. Well, I, I surely hope that uh, that tonight is just that next step for the Rebels. But tonight's matchup with Bearden, wish you the best of luck, Coach. And uh, and I know you probably got some things you got to do before we kick this one off. So, so thanks for the time. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You've listened to the Coach Derek Hunt Show right here on WGAP. Don't miss, after we come back from a short break, we're going to have pregame action. We're going to bring Jude Ellison, Chris Hips in the mix, and we're going to talk about the, the hippies' keys to victory and a lot of different things that we're going to lead up to live game action there at 730 against the Bearden Bulldogs. On the road for the first time for the Rebels, but we will show you and talk to you about how that is okay. We'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening uh, to WGAP Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. Hey, 
And good Friday to you and welcome to Bill Youngfield here on the campus of Bearden High School where your Red Rebels will take on the Bearden Bulldogs. Uh, I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch, the newest member of I Rebel Radio. Uh, excited to be here and Carson uh, had to kind of hand the mic from Mr. Jude Ellison to you, Carson, and uh, welcome yeah. in, man. It's, yeah, uh, it's game day. It is game day. Excited. We're here in the moment. Maryville at Bearden, can't get much better than this. We're, we're in the dog pound. They yeah. call this place the dog pound, and we're excited to be here. Yeah. But, but what about uh, what about it being kind of chilly? It is. You know, it, it's like that Tennessee weather. You know, you get that feel. You know, it's that, <laughs> that real feel when it comes it goes from 90 to 50, feels like. But it feels good out here. I kind of like the wind a little bit, kind of messing with everybody. But it's something new, and now I think we're just going to have to start getting used to it. Well, and I think, you know, uh, no no Friday night goes off without a, a hitch. And, and I right. got to move around a little bit pregame. So yeah. I'm, I'm really I'm really loose. I'm ready to go. And, uh, and we're hoping to have a really good broadcast yeah. here tonight. But, look, Maryville takes on Bearden. Right. Maryville comes in 3-0, and coming off of a big-time victory against Alcoa. 92nd meeting of the Battle of Pistol Creek goes by the way of the Red Rebels. And Bearden doesn't come in so, so unscathed. Right. Had to had to cut their first two weeks of the season based around uh, some COVID protocol, yeah. coronavirus, and uh, and then they get back underway. But the way they had to restructure their season, they saw Dobbins Bennett, Kingsport Dobbins Bennett, undefeated at the moment, and they saw Bradley Central, one of the be- better region teams for the Red Rebels, not a region game for the Bearden Bulldogs. But uh, so they come into the game 0 and 2, and really. Um, struggling at the moment. They're, they're, uh, they're scoring about 14 points a game, giving up about 38. And uh, and so the Rebels look to have some success here tonight. But I'll tell you what, uh, you know, looking at that game, everybody's like, oh, yeah, we're excited. You know, it's going to be, you know, a, a big-time game for the Rebels. I ain't going to lie, Carson. I look at this thing, and I look at number five, Williams. He's a running back that's averaging 10 yards a carry. He doesn't touch it much, but when he gets a hold of it, that guy can move. Uh, 15, Wald Bar. Uh, he's a wide receiver. He's got about 10 catches, 12 apiece. 6'3", yards apiece. 6'3", 195 there, too. He's big kid. Yeah, he's a big boy. So, again, they've got some pieces here, and I think they can have some success. Yeah. The deal is, and, and talking with Coach Hunt, if you just listen to the coach's show, Maryville's just got to be the best version of Maryville. It does. And, and I think if that comes through, uh, then they're, they're, they're ready to go and they're excited to be here. But uh, this is a team that came off of a, uh, a tough year a, a year ago. They made it to the 6A playoffs but came up against the Dobbins-Bennett team, right. fell to Dobbins-Bennett, and then the very next week Dobbins-Bennett fell to your Red Rebels. So, uh, again, if uh, uh, contact tracing is a thing with football, uh, we've found that the, uh, the Rebels should be in pretty good shape tonight. But yeah. I think it's a battle nonetheless. First it road is. game. Yeah, and, you know, Bearden wants to come back. After those two weeks, you know, we were supposed to play him the second week, but this was supposed to be our bye week, so having to fall on that same page. So, like you said, I think the Rebels should be able to match up well versus the Bearden Bulldogs, but I think the Bearden Bulldogs are out here uh, senior night, homecoming, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> They're ready to play. Did you see there was a senior that was recognized just now, and she is a – it's toga night here at Bearden High School, right. so that's its own yeah. mantra itself. But she had a bedazzled face mask. She did? Yeah. I'm not sure that you'd see that any other year. No, so you glad don't. we were here. Oh, yeah. That, that's a pretty cool uh, idea, though, for that student You think it's then. bedazzled, or do you think it's, like, glitter? What, what, I mean, what do you think? No. Uh, let's hard call to it. say. Yeah, it's hard to say. Blinged Both of those out. are good. Blinged out. Yeah. Just, you want to go with blinged out? Bling. Blinged out, yeah. Bling. Bright. So, <laughs> bright. Very bright. We, we've clearly got off pace here. But – 
here's what I say, Carson. You, you know, you yeah. look at a team, and, and Coach Coach Schindlever, uh, that that's Bearden's coach, he's a former Red Rebel. I think there's a dynamic to that, uh, hosting your, your alumni, where you went to high school. Uh, I think there's a dynamic that you're going to have to carry there. Uh, but uh, – Looking at the Red Rebels, a week ago they, they played Alcoa, and, you, you know, we, we we posted it and raised it up as one of the bigger games of the season because it was. It is, but yeah, I think I think is. after that you, you have to bring yourself back down. You do. And, uh, and Coach Hunt talked about that, a little bit of things that they could get better from, uh, things they could improve on, and, and they did that this, this week. But, uh, again – first road game that's a that's a dynamic that the rebels the 2020 version don't know about it is yeah and we've had multiple home games in a row so it's something that's you know three of them yeah right back to back to back and it's something that we have to take in consideration going to knoxville too you know a little bit of a drive so yeah it's it's something we're prepared for i think coach hunt we've been doing a uh, very lot of film and I, like i said earlier i think Bearden. They haven't won a game yet. I think they're surging for a win. They're playing hard. Um, but I, th I think the Maryville Rebels are going to take care of business today. I really do. You know, I think they're going to be very successful. But, let's, you know, let's, uh, let's be successful in getting these sponsors yeah. some, some calls here. Uh, as we take a break here on the, the Bob Ramsey for Representative pregame show, let's take a break, listen to these five sponsors. When we come back, Carson and I will talk about the overall rivalry, how the Rebels have a, a significant hold on this rivalry, and then talk a little bit about what we expect to see tonight and uh, a little preview we've got a hippies keys to victory he texts me so i gotta give it hey, out so sounds good let's, again, do it. let's take a break you're listening to rebel radio 105.9 fm 1400 a.m and streaming at wgapradio.com we'll be back you don't want to miss it hi i'm bob ramsey and i am running for re-election to represent district 20 in the tennessee state legislature it has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blunt County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 389-7412 Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. 865-980-2600. 
See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maryville. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Want to stay home in Blount County? Then check out the many job openings and company career pages at BluntAreaJobs.com. Here you'll find complete job descriptions and an easy application process. Don't waste any more time. Get to searching for your next career. You can find Blunt Area Jobs on Facebook and Instagram. And welcome back to Bearden High School. Bill Young Field, as you're listening to the Bob Ramsey for State Representative District 20 pregame show, Carson Crouch alongside myself, Wayne Kaiser. And, and Carson, I hope we don't see thunder because we're outside this press box here at Bearden High School. Well, that would that would be a little bit of some game plan changes. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, tuck and roll. Uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be yeah. like that for a while. A lot of people here up here yeah. with us. We got we got bags. We're ready to go. Yeah. But, uh, but, but, but Carson... Again, all things aside, we're looking down at Bearden's field. Uh, very nice field here at Bearden High School. A pilot-given uh, field here as, as pilot took care of Knox County uh, entirely, uh, and they, their logos are displayed accordingly. But Bearden, Bulldogs in the right end zone, Bearden in the left end zone. Uh, but but they, are, they are honoring, I think, every senior uh, for everything right now. They Honestly, I've seen, every, I've seen cheerleaders, dancers, football players, uh, normal kids looking like um, I don't. Did you know. say normal kids? <laughs> well, like <laughs> non-athletes. Let's put like, it that what, way. What? <laughs> normal I mean, kids. Sorry. sorry, I lost it, Carson. For just half a second. No, look at all these normal kids. But yeah. anyway, that's awesome. But they are. They're honoring senior night, and and I think you know you're going to see a lot of people do that yeah. this season because you don't know. You don't, don't know how long you're going to have here in 2020, and yeah. so they're doing their best to make sure that they have that moment, that they recognition, do. and they're doing it here against yeah. Maryville tonight. Uh, that's a matchup that, uh, that you know, I think on senior night, you know, you're interested in, in, in having good memories of that, and, and I think in, in our, our as, you know, in, I guess in our estimation, right. uh, they may not have very good memories of senior night. I, I think the Rebels are coming in hot to trot. They're looking to show that they can do things on the road just as well as they can do at home, and, uh, and we'll see how it shakes out. Oh, I, th- I think we're going to come in here. I think we're going to get by with ease, and I think it's going to be a toll uh, or a test, you know, for both teams. I think Maryville coming in here, they're they're expecting to win, and I think Bearden over here, like I said at the start, I think that they're looking for a win. So it's going to be a fun game, but I think the Maryville Rebels are going to pull away. I think it's going to be a big win today. Now, now, Carson, we talk about, you know, the connection between Coach Shinlever, Maryville High School, how that's where right. he went to high school, and, and, and in some ways you kind of coined that as a bit of a rivalry. Uh, but if you look across the series, it's not been such a rivalry. Uh, right. I think the Rebels hold a very strong lead in the rivalry. What's the what's the overall record there? Oh, 18 and two. The last time Bearden has beat us, uh, Maryville winning that 18 to two and one tie. You have to put that tie in there back in 1966. But right. uh, last time Bearden won was in 1993. They won 28 to seven. 1993. 1993. How, how old were you, 93? Uh-huh. I don't think I was born yet. Negative 10, I think. Yeah. I think that's my estimation. And then a score I got that just caught my eye was in 2014, Maryville beat Bearden 62 nothing. Man, what a year that was. Right. And, and I don't know that you're going to see that here tonight. Again, no. I think this is a young Maryville team. I think it they're going to look to get some exposure uh, across the, the – the, the roster, get a lot of kids out there, get get some guys some meaningful playing time, and, and I think that's going to be great here. Yeah. But 
uh, I'm interested in, in what they can do. I think they need to come out and really in the 6A region, or they're not in district play, but in a 6A matchup, I'll be able to kind yeah. of announce their presence. And I, I think they'll do that early, and I'm excited for, to see what they've got going. But um, yeah. here in the pregame show, we want to take a, a moment to kind of thank our sponsors. Bob Ramsey, again, for State Representative District 20, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. Uh, he will be your pre- and post-game show sponsor. Uh, Whitlock & Company will give you a halftime, halftime show. Dwight Price of Realty Executives will call your first downs. Denso Manufacturing will give you scoreboard updates. And Mr. Ken Main will keep us up to snuff. But El Himidor will give you timeouts. Common Sense Pest Control will be the red zone sponsor. Eberting Orthodontics is your touchdown sponsor and actually is a sponsor here at Bill Young Field Yeah, hey, uh, at their at scoreboard. And then the grind, WKBL's morning show, will give you the player oh, of yeah. the game. Uh, Stevenson Tire, West Chevrolet, the right spot in Alcoa, provides food for, for Rebel Radio Press Box and volunteer home mortgage and um, they will give you uh, a great mortgage experience. Yeah. Again, uh, Lee Franks and the group down there, he's, uh, he's worth the time, worth the call, and, again, he'll take care of you every step of the way. But with nine minutes uh, to go here in the pregame show, we're going to take another quick break as they look like they're actually setting up for captains, and we'll, uh, we'll get this thing going as Maryville takes on Bearden on the road. We'll talk it all on the flip side of the break. You're listening to the Bob Ramsey Pregame Show right here, WGAP Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. Let me start by saying thank you to the listeners of Blunt County's own Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of WKBL's early morning show, The Grind, if you like real talk about real sports and you kind of like hearing it from a familiar voice, give us a try. Catch us live each and every weekday morning, 6 to 7 a.m. and each and every afternoon, 2 to 3 p.m. That's when it hits the radio dial. But if those times just don't work for you, check us out online thegrindonsports.com. Again, that's thegrindonsports.com. You can listen anytime on your time. Archive shows available 24-7, 365. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy. But until then, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. If you own a SUV or light truck, Finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Stevenson Tire show you what the Yokohama Geolander HT Geo 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it's one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. And not only is it built for exceptional all-weather handling, but it's also designed to provide an amazingly quiet and comfortable ride. All this and a mileage warranty up to 70,000 miles. Check out the Yokohama Geolander HD Geo 56 at Stevenson Tire today. 2411 East Broadway Avenue, Maryville, 983-1621. And see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. 
If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Whitlock and Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over a hundred employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. With three minutes, 22 seconds to go here in the pregame show, your Red Rebels are walking down the hill here at Bearden High School in the all-whites. Carson Crouch alongside myself, Wayne Kaiser, and uh, and Stormtroopers coming in tonight. All-whites. Sweet unis, man. Yeah, they're pretty tight. First time we've saw the white pants this season. White jerseys, red numerals trimmed in black. White pants with the the, the stripes that we've seen all season. Yeah. Excited about that. Uh, Bearden's going to sit in their maroons, maroon helmets, of course, with the bulldog on the side, numbers on the side, and then they have white pants, two maroon stripes, and one silver down each leg. So that's the uniform combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, yeah. brought to you by the Grindonsports.com. Uh, and, and you know what? 
I'm excited to be here, man. Oh, it's, we're too. on the road. You know, Coach Hunt talked about in the coaches' show how he, he may enjoy when he in his playing days being on the road more than right. sometimes being at home just because it's a different venue and different things. But, man, I'm excited to be here and excited to see what's going on. Hippie, uh, Chris Hip sent us our the Hippie's three keys to the game. Um, first one is on to the next game. He said stay on track against Bearden uh, after last week's big win against Alcoa. Stay the course and do what you do. Uh, number two is clean up the miscues. Uh, penalties, missed opportunities on offense, and missed tackles. Uh, Got to clean that up. He said take care of business tonight and then set the tone early with a fast start from the offense and get playing time for the backups. I think all of those are great points uh, for Mr. Chris Hips. And, again, he's listening live as he is vacating this weekend, scheduled a vacation around the bye week. Right. And then uh, uh, the schedule change, of course, impacted that. Uh, but uh, as Maryville just continues to file in, I mean, that's got to be do. somewhat intimidating. Oh, yeah. Look at them with all those white, that big white unit. They do look like stormtroopers. Absolutely. Looking nice. <laughs> Can't say enough. Last year's matchup was 47-14 win for the for the Rebels as they were en route to a 15-0 record and a 6A state championship. So, again, tonight will be one of those situations where you hope uh, for a good showing and you hope an opportunity to see a lot of people play. But the kickoff or the, the coin flip has happened at midfield. Uh, number 16, Travis Reeder, was the lead captain for, for the Rebels. And number one for uh, for the homestanding Bulldogs, uh, Bearden wins the toss, chooses to receive, and that's where we'll yeah. see uh, this game come to life. As the Rebels stand in the Bulldogs' end zone and look to run oh, yeah. through the power in, we're going to take our last break and listen to one quick sponsor. And when we come back, live game action right here from Bearden High School. You're listening to Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM and streaming at WGAPradio.com. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Good game day to you and welcome to this week's edition of Red Rebel Football 2020. Rebel Radio and WGAP are proud to bring you another chapter in the storied history of Maryville High School Football, Tennessee's all-time winningest high school football program. The Red Rebels look to defend their 2019 6A state championship here tonight, and it's sure to be a good one. So sit back and enjoy as we set the stage for what hopes to be Another big Red Rebel victory. It's football time in Maryville, and you don't have to miss a moment of the action right here on Rebel Radio WGAP. The time is now, and here come those Rebels. And good Friday to you, and welcome to game four, week number five of the 2020 football season for your Red Rebels. We hit the road for the first road contest of the season. They visit the Bulldogs of Bearden High School. But I'm Wayne Kaiser, and alongside Jude Ellison, it's football time in Maryville. Yeah, great to be back. Yeah, the Rebels look to kick it away, and it's a dandy. It's going to go into the Bulldogs' end zone, and it will be a touchback. Bulldogs on offense to start this matchup, and they will start at their own 20-yard line. Yeah, Bearden wanted the ball. They want to start out quick. You know what I mean? You can't get behind with this Maryville team. You could be down 
Uh, 14 points. By the time you turn around, you realize what's happening. Very, very quickly, you can get get uh, behind the sticks, that's for sure. And the, the Bulldog offense comes out to start their first offensive series. Number five, their quarterback uh, will be on the – looks like they're going to run 10 out there. John Carlovato, quarterback, 6'1", 200-pound sophomore. Uh, he's going to get the belt high snap, going to hand it off to number five, Williams, and he's going to get around the left side and have some room, get across the 30-yard line up to the 32-yard line. Well, that's going to pull a Bearden first down. Yeah, Carson and I were talking to Hagen before the game, and he's not playing, but he did say that uh, Bearden's got a very good running back, and uh, we see that today as he picks up the easy first down. You talk about Micah Williams, and he ran around left tackle with authority. Looks like Carl is going to change the signal, and he's got two receivers to the right and a little stack set in the backfield. Williams in there with him. He's going to get the snap, and he's going to give it to him again, and he's going to go off right tackle, and the little change up there as the Rebels account for it, just a pickup of two there on first down. It's going to bring up second and eight upcoming, 11.23 to go here in the first quarter. Yeah, that was Eric Townsend in there on the tackle, and he's had a lot of, uh, a lot of quiet games, but he's made a lot of big tackles. In Colorado, wasting no time, trips left, and got Williams in the backfield. Maribel's really switching up the look on the defensive line, trying to trip up this sophomore quarterback. Yeah, looks like they get the defensive look, and then they make an adjustment. Mm -hmm. Carlovato switches Williams to his right hip pocket, back to his left. Maybe they're off kilter a little bit. Now he's going to go in motion. Now they're going to get that pitch, kick him out in the flat, and oh, boom! Who's there? DJ Burks. DJ Burks. DJ Burks just made him pay for it. And he was staring him down the whole time. It looks like he got a little bit shaken up on the play. DJ Burks just laid a hit on him, and... I mean, that, the sophomore quarterback can't look him down. You know, he was staring him down the whole time, and just uh, DJ just knew better than that, and he just made a great play. You know, I, I hope this is just the wind knocked out of Williams because he's a really nice yeah. back. But I'll be honest, the way DJ hit him, I don't know if he's shaking or stirred. Yeah. At it, this I point, mean, he got thumped. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, yeah, just DJ Burks just read that play like a book. And this isn't the first time Maribel's seen this quarterback. If you remember Ironside for Bearden last year got hurt, and he came in and made a really good play on the ball. Or yeah, made some great plays. Yeah, Carl Lovato is very, very athletic. He, he looks like he knows what to do in this offense. Yeah. But like you said, just a sophomore, so he had some opportunity there to maybe look that, yeah. that defender off. Uh, when DJ saw him staring him down, he kind of tracked him, yeah. and next thing you know, he stuck him. And even a senior quarterback's going to have trouble with that at the high school level going up against Maryville, you know what I mean? you got a, a lot to do problems. all disguises, and when, when you're moving him around 15 times before the snap, you're going to get a little bit off, I think. And it oh. looks like he's getting up just fine. Maybe he got the wind knocked out of him. Yeah, I think he got stung a little bit. Uh, he, he's walking on his own. Actually, I think he's going to get back in the offense. He's got to step out he for one step play. Up, unless they take a timeout, which I don't think they did, so he's got to come out. I think he's got to step out for one play. Yeah, they're like going to walk yep. him over here. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you, you know, again, DJ did a great job reading yeah. that thing and, and, you know, puts them in a, a third and long situation, ball on their own 34-yard line, and, uh, and and this is their opportunity. If they uh, if they throw this ball here and it's incomplete, you're about to hand it to, to yep. the Rebels probably at the 30, 40-yard line. Colavato by himself in the backfield, trips to the right. Yeah, he's looking to throw. He's going to try to elude us some tacklers. He threads the needle wow. across the 40-yard line up to the 45, and I'm trying to see who made that catch. Looks like I number 15, 15. Yeah. Dylan Waldbauer, 6'3", uh, 195, and he had he needed all 6'3", to make the catch, but he gets yeah. beyond the sticks. First down, Bulldogs. Yeah, Waldbauer was just barely behind the sticks, and, I mean, credit the quarterback there, Calavaro. I mean, he stepped up, was off balance, and just threaded the needle in between three Breville defenders. Yeah, two receivers to the left, one to the right. Williams not in the game still again. They're going to run off left tackle. He gets a, gets by the first tackler and gets across the 49-yard line. 
They're going to give him spot at the 49. Pick up a four on first down. It's going to bring up second and six. Lou Birchfield was able to wrap him up about two yards, but then he was able to just fall forward and just keep those legs pumping. I was able to pick up an extra two. I'll bring up four. Makai Williams back into the football game for the Bulldogs. They've got trips right. Looks like they're going to try to throw this thing. Second and six. Shotgun snap. No, they're going to give it back to Williams. Williams gets wide left. He's got some room. He stutter steps across the, the midfield stripe and gets up to the 40 to the 38-yard line where they're going to get a first down beard. Yeah, this is where Maribel's really missing Hagen Webb tonight. He would just really shore up that defense, and they're uh, having a little bit of trouble here with the run game, but Maryville normally makes the adjustment. Let's see if they can hit this drive. Yeah, Calavado keeps the, the offense humming as they're going to switch field and uh, and get, get things going. Two receivers left, one to the right. They're going to put 13 in motion, and it's going to be a sweet play, 13 around the end. Did he get it? No, he did not. Did not get the edge, and he is going to be dropped at the line of scrimmage. Going to be no gain on the play. Bring up second and ten. Yeah, Eric made the initial contact there, and then uh, just the other Rebel teammates just swarmed in there and was able to make the stop for no gain. 9.25 to go here in the first quarter of play, and the Bulldogs are moving. They're in Maryville territory, sitting at the 38-yard line, going in. Beards line up everyone on the offensive line here. Carlo Votto has Makai Williams in the backfield trying to get Maryville on a hard count. Good luck. Yeah, Maryville just so disciplined. They're <laughs> not going to fall for that. Carlo Votto looks to change the play, puts Williams to his left hip pocket, moves 14 across the formation. They're going to put him in the stack. They're going to they're going to fake it, but they're going to get it to Williams. He is going to be locked down in the backfield. Two-yard loss, dropped, and it's going to bring up third and 12. Bearden has stalled this drive. Let's see what they do on third down. Last time they were in this third down situation, they hit Waldbauer across the middle for about 14 yards. They're going to need about that much to get the first down right here. Yeah, and you know who made it stop there? The turf monster appeared. <laughs> he was there at the Alcoa game, and he stepped up. Well, see, the stripes, they're, they're in white unis tonight, too, so we'll, we'll see if that, that holds up. But nonetheless, third and 12 upcoming, ball on the 40. Oh, looks like that's going to be, is that a delay of game? No, illegal substitution on Bearden. You can't do that. I think the coaching staff for Bearden wants a little explanation, but uh, the, the Stripes have already made their decision. Looks like they're going to back up, and that's just a uh, thing that you can't happen here if you're Maryville. I mean, excuse me, if you're Bearden going up against the Maryville team. No mistakes. Third and 17 upcoming. Ball on the 45-yard line. Uh, they're going the wrong direction. Uh, their offense is set up to go right to left, and they've backed it up. Third and 17 upcoming. Looks like Maryville's going to bring a little pressure. Carl Votto in the single set back, and here come the Rebels, and they're going to snag him in the backfield. Yeah, I they stopped him deep. There is a flag there. I'm not sure if it's going to be holding or what, what they're going to. Looks like it's a holding call or face. Yeah, holding. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're you're gonna <laughs> I think you're gonna let that one ride. You're gonna decline that penalty, and, and the coaching staff for Maryville says decline, and that's gonna force a fourth down for the Bearden Bulldogs. I think they they came out with a really good game plan. Michael Williams uh, does a, a great job running the football, but I think they got away from that a little bit with the injury, and it stalled this drive out. And Bearden's gonna look to punt with 7:55 here to go in the first quarter. They've taken a lot of time off this. Yes, clock. they've they've taken a lot of time, and they've really not moved the ball very far. Looks like looks like this is gonna be kind of a like a quick kick formation. Yeah. 
Trying to see who's going to kick it. Number 15, Waldbauer, is going to kick it, and he has a weird side soccer kick. Yeah. And it's going to be fielded at about the 17-yard line. That's about all he's going to get. A lot of air on the football, uh, but not a lot of return uh, to be had. I'm trying to see. Did yeah, you that see was Daigle. That was Daigle, yeah. He made, a, he made a good play on it. But, yeah, that ball was a very odd, odd spin on it, kind of like rotating like a saucer or something. Uh, and Daigle just didn't realize how high it was and how quick the Devere defense got down to him. And uh, just no gain after the after the kick. Yeah, didn't really know what he had there. Just wanted to field it clean. He did so, and the offense will set up. Carson Jones, last week's Rebel Radio Player of the Game, comes out to lead his troops. A big stack set on the right side. They're going to move the entire stack to the formation. And looks like Bearden doesn't know where to adjust. They're going to kick it to Parker McGill, and he's going to have a lot of blockers. He's going to get upfield, get across the 20-yard line. They're going to be forced out of bounds at the 22-yard line. That's going to be a pickup of four on the play. It's going to bring up second and six. Yeah, Parker had some great lead blockers like Sal Shido, but uh, Bearden, just the linebackers, are able to get around this big lineman and whatever, just make the play on Parker. Parker's going to stay in the backfield with Carson Jones. Markel Fortenberry to the left. Looks like you have Daigle, or no. Yes, Daigle and DJ Burks to the right. Looks like they're going to look to throw. They're going to deliver out in the flat to Jackson Phillips. He's going to get up there, get across the 27 and up to the 29. And that's enough for a Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down. Yeah, good, just great play by Maribel defense. Was able just to stretch him out wide and able to pick up the first, I mean, excuse me, offense, but able to pick up the first down. Absolutely. They're going to move, they're moving a lot of formation. They've got trips right. It looks like they've got maybe Burks down there by himself. Carson Jones going to give it to Parker McGill, though. He's going to go straight ahead forward, get across the 34-yard line up to the 36. That's going to be a pickup of seven on first down. It's going to bring up second and very manageable for the Rebels. Yeah, just uh, a good good run there by Maribel. Second down and short, that's all you want here in this situation. And uh, Maribel really looking like they're moving the ball here, and Bearden just can't stop them. Under seven minutes to go here in the first quarter of play. Second and three upcoming for the Rebels. Noah Vaughn going to get it on a sweep play, and he's going to go around left side. Nearly gets the corner, but not so much. Bearden catches the tackle, and they're going to drop him for, I'm going to call it, no gain. Third and three. Yeah, Ty Serrett, the senior linebacker for, uh, for Bearden, was able to make a great play, and not many people can catch up to Noah Vaughn and just was able to, uh, to make a play and, and tackle him. Well, and I think that was a, a slower developing play, just the way it came about, and it just Noah Vaughn couldn't get to full speed before the defense was already there. Carson Jones is going to stay there. He's going to have that stack set to the right and move it to the left of the formation. Bearden's going to have to adjust. Carson gets a high snap. Good thing that he cleared Ooh. it up. He, I think that's forward. I don't think that's going to count. Uh, they're going to give it to, to Bearden. I don't I, I thought that pitch was forward as well. Yeah, if they're giving it to Bearden. Yeah, that just that play was just destined to fail from the beginning. Just the high snap threw Carson off, and then uh, Parker kind of looked upfield, and that's when the pitch came, just hit him right on the shoulder pads, and uh, Derek Hunt's going to have something to say about that. Yeah, I think the timing was thrown off. You're exactly right with the high snap, and then the rest just kind of just kind of unfolded for the Rebels. So, yeah, turnovers what they're going to call, and looks like the Rebels are just going to get on defense and take care of this thing. Again, unfortunate break for the Rebels, but again, with 6.09 here to go in the first, an early mistake. you got to atone for it. Here comes the offense for Bearden as Calavato brings his troops back out there. Him and Micah Williams had some success early, uh, but they'll try to thwart that effort right now for the Rebels. Carlo Vato is going to have two receivers to the right, going to have Micah Williams in the backfield with him, going to move 14 across the formation right to left. 
I don't think we're going to have false start. No, delay of game. Delay of game. Delay of game on Bearden. That's going to be first and a little bit longer. They're going to back them up five yards. That's how deflating does that have to yeah. be, Jude, to have a to have a penalty right after a turnover? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just have the have all the momentum on your side, then just have it just just deflated it out from under you. Calavoto is going to look to pitch to Mr. Williams. He's going to try to get left side. Tries to get wide. Good luck with that. And Thomas Fry upends him at the 35. Fry Daddy had a great game last oh, week, yeah. didn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had one of the best games he's had all year. I would dare say the best game he's had all year. And uh, he's shown up to this game in the dog pound and uh, making a big tackle here. As I'll bring up second down, I believe 13. Yeah, it, it puts them behind the stitch when you get that first down penalty. Second and 13 after a short pickup by, by Williams. And now Carlovato is going to have a big jumbo pack with two receivers. They're going to look to deliver it out in the flat. The, the Pearden receiver was out there all by himself. If he catches it, he's probably still running. Yeah. But uh, he kind of has to scoop for it, mm -hmm. and uh, that's where they're going to be. They basically get back to the original line of scrimmage. That's maybe where Carlovato's rolling a little bit. That kind of takes away from his uh, – passing strength and just was, like you said, just able to pick up about two on the play. Yeah, he floated that one in there. It's going to bring up third and eight, five minutes, 15 seconds to go here in the first quarter. And uh, they, they, uh, they're about to squander this thing away if they can't convert. Yeah, I mean, it just if you're, if you're, if you're any of these teams playing Maribel, you got to convert on any chance that Maribel uh, messes up because they're not going to mess up very often. Carlovato looks like he's going to, yeah, he's going to give it to Williams, and he's going to try to go right side, and he has nowhere going. He may have picked up one on the play. Going to bring up fourth down, fourth and eight. No gain on the play, under five to go, and uh, looks like maybe no harm, no foul. And it looks like um, Bearden's going to stay on the field. They're going to go for it here on fourth down, kind of in maybe. kind of in no man's land, like we've said all, yeah. all year. But uh, I kind of agree with this play. You just got to get something going for you if you're Bearden. Well, you're playing with house money right here. Yes. You, you've, you've turned over the Rebels. Like you said, you've got to make momentum happen for you, and you're in no man's land. You're, it's longer than field goal range. You punt it, it goes the end zone, net 10 yards. So, yeah, Carlo Otto stays out there. I, I kind of applaud this play as well. It looks like they were just trying to hard count Maryville maybe, and they're going to take a timeout. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you do, but, hey, if they're going to take a timeout, let's take one with them. An El Himidor timeout right here. You're listening to Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. As we come back just in time, Calavato stayed out there, and he tried to deliver, and he throws across the middle. A prayer is answered, and number 85 for the Bulldogs have hauled it in at the 11-yard line. What a throw. What a throw, Jude, for number, I mean, for number 85. Yeah. It was Kios Watts. Yeah, what a catch by him. And, I mean, Calavato, I thought he was down. He had all day, but then. Right at the last second, he got nailed by somebody. I didn't catch the number, and he really took a shot there but was able to stick through it 
and uh, and made the play and got the first down for Bearden, a big first down here. I think it's huge for Bearden to be inside the red zone here on their second drive of the night. Uh, and, again, Carl Lovato, give him credit for standing in there. He's going to take the shotgun snap again, look to throw again. He's going to pop one up, and the Rebels nearly intercepted in the end zone, just in and out of the hands of the defender. Trying to look who that is. I believe I think that was Eric. 22, I believe that was Eric Townsend there. Eric Townsend, absolutely that's who that was. In and out of his hands. He'd like to have that one back, but nonetheless, uh, second and 10 upcoming for the Bearden Bulldogs. They can get a first down here inside their one-yard line, but uh, I don't think they're looking to do that. And I, I think I made a mistake. I believe it, it was Brock Garner there, number 28. I got the, uh, the the two and the eight there mixed up, but I believe that was Brock Garner almost made the play there. I'll tell you, we're looking through two pieces of glass here at Bearden High School. Michael Williams looks to deliver up the middle, and uh, Lou Birchfield and company yep. says not so fast, my friend. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to just keep going back to this passing game. I think uh, just nothing's happening up front. They were getting a few runs off tackle earlier, but just... Through, through the A-gap and, and, uh, and just running up off of the center, just not really working. So that's one incomplete pass, one no-gain run. It's going to bring actually a two-yard loss run, they're going to count it. Third and 12 upcoming, ball on the 11-yard line. Looks like it's back around the 13, but who's counting? Three minutes to go here in the first quarter of play, and Bearden has done what they needed to do in holding the Rebels scoreless. Carlo Vato is going to fake the give to Williams, deliver over in the flat, and is it picked? I think so. Marvel with the pick. That's X player of the game. Travis Reeder right there made a great play. T. Reed. T. Reeder on the on the pick right there. Turned over the Bearden Bulldogs four-yard line, and it will be huge. Is that his third pick of the year? I want to say two. it's his second pick of the year. I know for fact it's two. I don't know if it's three yeah. or not. I think that's his yeah, second we're saying two. Yeah. He had one in and out of his hands, but Travis Reeder, man, hates putting his name on the, in the list he is, again. Yeah, he's definitely in contention again. Here comes Carson Jones in the Maryville offense looking to respond, having to walk out of their own end zone. Carson Jones gets it, going to hand it to Parker McGill. He's going to go straight off right tackle and get straight upfield, get across the nine, cross the ten, and land down at the 11-yard line. Going to be a pickup of seven yards on the play. It's going to bring up second and short. Yeah, just a great just power run by Parker. I think he had about three or four guys on him, but kept the feet moving and uh, was able to pick up a big yard. Kind of kind of gives them a little bit of distance between the goal line and then. Yeah, I think if you're the Red Rebels, you got to look to try to score here in the first quarter. 2.24 to go. They're going to give it to Parker again. He's going to go off right tackle that time. Left tackle, I mean. And he's going to get upfield again. Get enough for the first down and more. Get up to the 19-yard line. That's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down. Trevor and Sal just really opened up the uh, the defensive line there. Our two big horses on Maryville and uh, was able to provide Parker with just an easy running lane to pick up that first down. Yeah, Trevor Abdel, I can't say enough about what he does for this for this team. Carson Jones looks to the sideline to get the play. He's going to run two receivers to the right. Got Jackson Phillips stacked up there on the right side. Got Parker McGill in the backfield. Uh, he's going to roll his, his situation to the right, delivering the flat, get it to Markell. Ooh. I thought he scooped it up, but the ref's going to say up. it hits the ground. I thought he picked it up too, but, I mean, we're not right on it like the refs, I guess. Well, and as Coach Derek Hunt would say, don't put it in their hands. Yeah. So, again, I think Carson would like to have that one a little higher, mm -hmm. and Markell may still be running. Yeah, Markell had a lot of open space, but the ball was a little bit low, and I'm wondering if they thought he maybe trapped it on the ground or something uh, or just barely slipped through there. I'm not, I think Beard might have caught a break there. Best thing to happen, though, on first down, you've got three th three downs to get this thing right. Carson Jones changes the play at the line of scrimmage. He's got one receiver to the left, two to the right. Parker McGill in the backfield. 
Now they're going to fake to Parker. No, they're going to give it to Parker. He's going to go straight ahead forward, get across the 20, up to the 22-yard line. It's going to be a pickup of three on second down. It's going to bring up third and seven. Third and a little longer than they would like, deep in their own territory. Yeah, he fooled us, uh, fooled us, but didn't fool the Bearden defensive line, and they were able to just stick through it and uh, and bring Parker down for short, and that's something that rarely happens. Well, and I think I think as teams, as the season moves along, as as teams learn about the Rebels, one thing they're going to look for is number two four. I mean, that's that's where the bread and butter happens, and everything plays off that. Carson Jones is going to get the the snap. Ooh, go dangerous pass, three step drop, dangerous pass indeed, as it was intended for number nine. Uh, Eli Hames, and it falls incomplete after nearly being intercepted by Beard. Not the cleanest of football on offense for the Rebels, and they're going to have to punt this one away. Yeah, Christian Spinning, I believe, or maybe Spining, was uh, the, the linebacker there was able to kind of lurk back and almost made a play on that ball, just, just slipped right through his hands. Mark Fortenberry on to punt this one away. He had a 61-yard punt last week. Let's see if he can boom another one. He gets it. No, he doesn't get it clean. It's on the ground. We've got to get get on top of that. Bearden's going to be set up inside their own 10-yard line. Miscues, miscues, miscues for the Rebels early on. Yeah, Maribel just can't get out of their own way tonight. They're like that YouTube song, and uh, they just have just been making mistake after mistake tonight, and just really have been giving Bearden all the opportunity in the world. Did you just make a YouTube reference? I did. Yes. Look at the the knowledge the that knowledge. you just bring into the table. You get a new taste every night. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Carson brings up a really good point. We're 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 shooting ourselves. We're 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 having some good things happen on defense, but really really backing our defense against the goal yeah. line two times so mm-hmm. far tonight. As Calavato comes out here, he's got to feel good. Minute and four seconds to go here in the first quarter. He's set up on his own nine yard line going into score. Uh, let's see if the the Bulldogs can get it done. Bearden's going to be in shotgun formation. He's going to have one receiver out to the right, and he's going to look to roll it and keep it himself. He's going to go through the defensive line, get across the five-yard line, and down to the three. Carlovato on the quarterback keeper. That's something we hadn't seen tonight, but I was waiting on it to happen. A year ago, uh, that was a big part of his entry into the football game. Yeah, and D.J. Burks just made a uh, touchdown-saving tackle right there, right on the goal line, and we just able to stop him on the three. Carlovato, 41 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Let's see if the Bulldogs punch it in or come just short again. Carlovato looks to run it himself. He's going to be caught in the backfield and dropped for a sack. Yeah, Eric Townsend made a great play there. Just was able to just burst right through the offensive line and just was able to stop him. It brings up third and goal from the three-yard line from the seven after he loses the yardage. Third and goal from the seven. Uh, 17 seconds is all that remains. We'll see if they just let the quarter come to an end and flip field. That would be good for us. Looks like it's see more. Yeah. We can sit down and have to not have to stand up and look over this ledge. But, yeah, it looks like they're going to wind it down, 10-second differential between play and game clock, and they're just going to let this one tick out. As they stand there, let's take us an El Himidor timeout as the first quarter has come to the end, and the Denzo Manufacturing scoreboard reads, your Maryville Rebels zero, the homestanding Bulldogs of Bearden zero. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. 
Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. As we start the second quarter of play, again, want to thank the great sponsors of Rebel Radio, but uh, Bearden has to kind of feel invincible right now as they're standing, on, going into their end zone, going left to right here at Bill Young Field. Uh, they, they've had the upper hand here in the first quarter of play. Uh, held Maryville to 17 yards of offense there in the first quarter and 64 for the Bearden Bulldogs. Two of those drives starting on short field. Yeah, and Bearden has had every opportunity in the world. They just haven't been able to, to, uh, to capitalize on these opportunities. Calabato still trying to get the play in, which is odd to me considering yeah. they just came out of a timeout. But he's going to stand there looking uh, across the offense. Uh, he's got the running back to his left hip pocket. Going to look to throw. Got one-on-one coverage out there. Travis, turn around. Uh, Travis, ah. is that's a late throw. I think that's weak. They throw a flag on Travis for no. defensive pass interference. I think it's uncatchable. Yeah, there's no way that was catchable. But uh, Travis just played great defense, and uh, I didn't think it was pass interference. Maybe they got a little bit handsy, but if anything, it was both sides going back and forth. Here's what I think they got the call on. I think Travis doesn't turn around, look for the yeah, ball, and that that's one what thing. he runs into. Travis never made like an athletic play. I think that's the terminology on the ball. And, and uh, so uh, It's going to be half the distance of the goal, so it's roughly a three-and-a-half-yard penalty, but it yep. is an automatic first down. Gives them mm -hmm. uh, another few options uh, to try here. So Bearden's going to go under in a huddle. First time I think maybe they've huddled all night. And they're going to go to a quick count. Carlovato under center. <laughs> I'm going to apologize if anybody heard that. So <laughs> We little, are out with the general population tonight. A little, little language with, uh, with those. <laughs> don't, the, tell the, uh, don't tell the FCC or whatever regulates here on the radio. Yeah, I think I think there's a rule. Is it, is it like baseball? We get three strikes. Does that <laughs> Let's work? Let's hope. <laughs> 11.56 to go here in the second quarter of play. Your score still 0-0 as Bearden is threatening, standing at, at the Maryville three-yard line, going in. We're going to see what happens. It looks like everybody's disjointed right now. I'm, yeah, not, I'm so not sure what's going on. So this dude over here with the yard marker has it on third down. I mean, it should be first down and goal, Beard. But even the scoreboard says third down as well, so I don't. Looks like Carlovato is going to try to push it nonetheless. He's going to give it off to number 14. Is that right? And he is going to be stood up at about the two-yard line. They let him play for a little bit, and he got an extra yard or two, but they finally decided to blow it down. There's that massive pile there. So on the and two so now they're line. signaling fourth down. So I, I mean, I'm not going to argue with the flat. I mean, would the pass interference not mean an automatic first down? Unless they called, like, some, like, well. Did they, did they wave off the flag or something? I didn't see. Well, no, they moved the ball. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure what's going on right now, but it's definitely fourth down. <laughs> fourth and two upcoming, and Carlovato says, I'm trying it again. He hands it to it. number 17 and cannot do it. DJ Burks says, there we go. Thank you and give it back. I think Bearden's going to have a lot of questions to ask yeah. right here. They should have had two more opportunities. But nonetheless, as the game's being played, it's first and 10 Rebels at the second as the defense bows their back and gives it back to the offense. Was it Colorado, like in the 80s, got five downs or something like that, and they scored on it? Bearden only got three downs tonight. Oh, well, well so we're even. It we're took even. us a, a couple decades, <laughs> yeah, but we're yeah, even yeah, now. Yeah. Did Bearden, I'm sure that was on their mind. They said, we got to even this out. So uh, 
fending off opportunities uh, for this Bearden offense. I think Maryville's got to do something with it. Carson's going to go under center. First time maybe all season. Uh, he's going to hand it to Brister Parker McGill. He's going to get across the line of scrimmage, get up to about the four-yard line, and a pickup of two on first down. It's going to bring up second and eight coming out of their own end zone. Ty Serrett, the linebacker, again, made the play for Bearden. Uh, that's the second time tonight we've called his name, and he's just been really active on that defensive front and able to shore up Parker McGill. Yeah, Parker's going to stay in the left hip pocket of Carson Jones. He's going to have trips to the right, and Nick Daigle down here by himself. Looks like they've got Markel Jackson Phillips and maybe D.J. Burks up yeah, top. That's dangerous to leave Markel and Daigle one-on-one uh, -on -one coverage. I think you split the gap, cut one across the middle. Looks like a high snap, but it's going to go to Mr. McGill again. He's going to get around right side or left side and have a little green room to run. He's going to get across the 13, 14-yard line, and it's going to be enough. Should be enough for a first down. It is. It's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down, and uh, Rebels have got their back off the goal line. I believe that's number five, Makai Williams, the cornerback, was able to make the tackle there. Number five, running back yeah. right here, and he's also going to try to try yeah. to fend off Markell. Carson Jones gets it in the backfield, going to give it to Parker again. Go around left side. He's going to get across the 20 and push it across the 25. That's a big first down there, and it's going to be enough for another Dwight Price of Realty Executive first down. 11 yards on first down. Great play by uh, by Markell. He, he set up the block and was able to fend off uh, number five there for uh, for Bearden and was just able to open up the gap enough to where Parker could, uh, could make the first down. Yeah, Coach White saw something on that left side because they ran that side three straight times with Parker. They're going to kick Daigle out here to the left side. Going to have Noah Vaughn in the backfield with Carson, and they're going to have that stack set again. Jackson Phillips... D.J. Burks and Markel Fortenberry. They're going to switch them right to left across the formation. Belt high snap for Carson. He fakes the pitch and looks to roll it around. He's going to keep it himself, go across Ooh. the 25, and it's going to probably be no gain as, as Bearden kind of snuffed that one out. Yeah, number 56, I believe, uh, James Milazzo, I believe is how you say that's it. A that's, a, that's a good attempt. That's an interesting name there by him. <laughs> I think that's a really good attempt. 9.23 yeah. to go. And Carson brings up a great point. How many passes have Maryville thrown tonight? It's not been many, but but then again, they have had their back to the to the to the goal line a lot of times, and uh, just haven't really been able to throw the ball. And uh, I think Bearden's keying in on that. And I think they wanted to right there, but yeah, I think they kind of snuffed that one out. Uh, they're going to run two receivers right, one to the left. They're going to give it to Noah Vaughn. He's going to run into the back of his lineman. He's going to fall down for another no gain. It's going to bring up third and ten. Ball on their own twenty-five. I think you talk about having to throw the football, Jude. It's coming yeah. up. Ty Serrett again, and we've said his name a lot tonight. He made a great play, was able to stop Noah Vaughn, and he's 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 a real sneaky guy. He can get around you a lot, but he was able just to wrap him up and bring him down. I think as you sit here, the Rebels are trying to go right to left here on Bearden's football field, and uh, it's going to bring up a big third down. What do you what do you call here, Jude? I, I think play action off Parker. I think and give it to Markel. Yeah, you get maybe Markel on a slant route or something like that. Looks like they're going to change the play at the line of scrimmage. Carson changes it, flips Parker McGill right to left. We're going to get that snap. He's going to roll right, look to throw. And is Ooh. he going to throw it? No, he doesn't have time. Ty as, Serrett. As Ty Serrett catches him in the backfield, throws him for a big loss. Six-yard loss on the play. And it's going to bring up fourth down for the Rebels. They had Parker kind of in the backfield to block, and he just did not see Ty coming in. And uh, and Ty Serrett was just able to make a big play, and Marable's having a lot of troubles uh, today. Well, you're, you're letting Bearden gain a lot of momentum right here, and that's, that's not good with a young football team. But... Uh, again, uh, defense have been playing very good, and you've just got to kick it back to, to Bearden and try to get it back real soon. Yeah. 
Markell looks to clean this one up. He gets it, gets it away. Nice kick. It's going gonna, it's gonna to land across midfield, and Bearden's going to look to return it. They get it fielded at the 48 of their, their own and get it across midfield and get it to the, the 47 of Maryville. It's going to set up first and 10 Bearden. Another high snap there to Markell, but he was able to use all 6-4 that he had to, to get up and get that ball and punt it out. And then great tackle by Keyshawn Harper. Uh, uh, that, that returner for Bearden was really starting to get ahead of steam, and uh, uh, Keyshawn was just able to wrap him up. Absolutely. looks like the returner was uh, – yeah, that can't be right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I didn't get that number. Yeah, it was in the teens, but I don't know what it was. Well, I looked at one guy, and he was 5'5". Five five. I, don't, I don't think that was him. But as uh, Carlovato gives it to Makai Williams, uh, he is going to get straight ahead forward, pick up two on the play. It's going to be second and eight, ball on the Maryville 45-yard line, going left to right here at Bearden. Brock Garner was able to make a great tackle there and, uh, and, and bring him down, and that's been a tough pass for Maryville uh, this night. I think you've really got to, you've got to account for a lot of things with Carlovato, and it just really stymies the, uh, the pass rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying, trying to get Maryville on a hard count. Mm-hmm. They've uh, that's yeah, that's, that's twice. Seven oh four to go. Bearden with the football and momentum. Carlovato is going to get it. Oh wow! And who swatted that thing? Number eighty three. That's um, Mackenzie Matumbo. That, that's Jason Manicure right there. Close <laughs> lay by him. He said, "Not in my house." <laughs> yeah, house. really. It's in the doghouse tonight, but uh, a great play by him. He swatted that. Thing. Yeah, he got up, and uh, he acted like he was playing basketball there. He, he got a hold of that thing, Manica. Only a sophomore. He's going to be a great player. Absolutely. And, look, he can play. The He kind of diverse. He was lining up on the line last time. Now he's drifting back as a linebacker. He's really playing a lot of positions out here for Maribel as a sophomore. Carlo Vato's in an empty backfield. He's got trips to the right, one to the left. Let's see if he looks to move some. Yeah, 15 is going to come across the formation, fake the give, and here come those Rebels. Rebels got in pursuit, but Carlovato evades it for the moment. He's going to get outside and try to get ahead forward. Looks like all that running for about a yard pickup on the play. It's going to bring up third. Is that third and seven? Is that what I got? Uh, no, fourth, fourth and seven. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, uh, they got, Maribel got a lot of penetration early. Number 55, Mike Bethia, I believe is how you say his last name. Uh, he kind of collided with another Maribel player in the backfield. They were both going to get the quarterback, and uh, and Thomas Roberts was the one who ended up making the tackle after a game of one or two. And, and give Carl Lovato a lot of credit. I mean, he's just athletic. He was looking downfield the whole time but still evading the tacklers. Mm-hmm. But looks like we're going to see Bearden punt this one away. They punt it from their own 45. Another weird kick's going to go out of bounds. I'm going to say, let's see where he stops. I'm going to say about the 17. I'm going with the 12. Well, He's being a little bit generous to us. Yeah, about the 18, or 19, excuse me. I said said the 12, but I meant 17. But 19's good. We'll go with 19. Yeah, Carson's right now. I think we need to start throwing the ball and put some points on the board here. And uh, six minutes left. They could, you know what I mean, go with a Parker attack and really just milk this clock and be the last one to score this quarter. See, they're bringing a lot of heat. And and, and pass plays take time to develop. They tried to roll the pocket there and still saw Carson get, get brought down. So I... I still think they need to throw it, but I just don't know how they're going to do that. They're going to get the end around with Nick Dago. I like that play. He's got a lot of room. He's going to get across the 31 man to beat, and he gets run out of bounds at the 37-yard line. There's a little breakup. Yeah, a little jet, jet action or jet sweep action, excuse me, for uh, for Nick Dago. And he, 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 once he got the ball, he didn't stop. I mean, he, he picked up a lot of yards that game. Yeah, I like, I like that pickup. It went from the 19 all the way to the 37. 
So a nice yeah. pickup there on, on first down. It's going to bring up another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Rebels going right to left. And a great way to show Bearden uh, a different look with maybe someone you don't think is being the fastest player for Maribel, but just able to get the, your playmakers the ball. Carson Jones trying to create here. Moves Jackson Phillips across the formation. Going to give a lead blocker to Mr. Parker McGill, and he's going to get through the line of scrimmage, and that's about it. He's going to get upfield to about the 38-yard line. Pickup of one on first down. Jaquez Bolland, a senior, was able to make that play. He's a linebacker, just came, just read it really well, and was just able to, to bring out Mr. McGill for only a gain of one. So, and, and that's, you know, we talk about all the time why we're not OCs, which there's a lot of reasons. But, <laughs> but I think they've handed it to Parker enough that mm -hmm. you can use play action here. Yeah. Run the same play. It's, Jackson backfills him. And then you just you – Especially when they're not respecting Markell down here. They're giving him one-on-one -on -one coverage. He's got a soft top over there. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of uh, not respecting the length. Oh, play action to Parker. Delivering the flat to Jackson Phillips. Can he get the first down? He does. He gets across <laughs> midfield. They're going to give him midfield, and that's another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Great play, great catch by yeah. Jackson Phillips, and way to get upfield. Mm -hmm. Lined up on the line, and uh, we're just able to pop out, tight end, kind of slip uh, behind the defense there and just make the play and pick up the big first down. So I was kind of half right. Play, <laughs> play action off Parker yeah. worked. We were just wrong about who we went to. Hey, I'm cool. But I like how they kind of slipped him out the backfield. That's, that's a look they haven't thrown that much this year, at least that I can remember. Carson Jones kind of checks the play at the line of scrimmage, gets the snap, gives it to Mr. McGill. He went right and then came back left. He's going to get across midfield and get up to the Bearden 46-yard line. It's going to be a pickup of five on first down. Set up second and five. And five minutes, 26 seconds to go here in the half. And the score is still 0-0. Yeah, and they pulled Trevor as a lead blocker there, and he was just able to provide Parker a lot of steam, but just eventually just enough beard and players got through. Trevor couldn't block him more, and they were able to bring down Parker. Yeah, I like Parker's vision to cut back. I think if it went right the way he intended, it would have been a short gain or even possible loss. Mm -hmm. Carson Jones still in the shotgun, got Parker to the to the right side. They're going to get that pitch clean this time. Parker's going to go north and south and get upfield, get across the 43-42, down at the 41. It's going to be a pickup of five on the play. I think it's going to be short. I think he's going to be second and about. Oh, they're going to give it to him. It was half a hand, yeah. so I appreciate the – they probably length of the football got him the first down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, that was the play they botched earlier, able to, to short up here and uh, and make a great play. Well, I think you got to snap and clear. You get this thing back. Uh, you, you don't you don't throw playbook plays out or pages of the playbook out. You just You just clean it up. And so they play action to Parker, look off the defender, throw the long pass, and it's just over the fingertips of Mr. Nick Daigle. Love the look. Daigle had the, the beat, just a little bit too much juice on the pass. Yeah, they had him beat, just a little bit of an overthrow, and uh, that's really his first deep ball of the night. So, I mean, oh. it, it's definitely a hard play to make. Yeah, that arm been winding up for, for a little bit. 4.24 to go here in the second quarter. Still scoreless here at Bill Young Field on the campus of Bearden High School. Maryville Red Rebel offense on the field. Second and 10 upcoming ball on the Bearden 41-yard line. Carson Jones flips Parker McGill left, hip pocket to the right, and they're going to give it to Parker straight ahead forward. He's going to get across the 35 to the 30, inside 29, 28. And that's where he'll be brought down for a big pickup, 13 yards on on third down or on second down, and that's going to bring up a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Yeah, Maryville offensive line just really opened up that Bearden defensive line, and which is able to provide a great running lane there for Mr. McGill, and he was able to capitalize on it and pick up the big first down here for Maryville. 
as they're they're going to keep kind of the similar formation. DJ Burks, Markel Fortenberry to the left, Nick Daigle up to the far side on the right side of the formation, and Parker McGill in in the left hip pocket of Carson Jones. Again, looks to check the play after looking to the sideline. Keeps Parker to the left. Gets a high snap, but gets it nonetheless. Noah Bond actually in the backfield gets it, and he is running across the 20, across the 17, down to the 15-yard line, where that'll be another first down Maribel, and that's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down. And we talked about earlier about how quick Noah Vaughn is, and he was just able to, before before he even looked around, he, was, he had 10 yards. So, I mean, it's a really quick play there by him. Yeah, once that guy, if you catch him in full full gallop, I oh, mean, yeah. this guy is moving. Noah Vaughn's going to stay in there, looks like, and they're going to have Jackson Phillips up at the line of scrimmage. But I like the speed factor that they've got in the game right now. Actually put Mar Daigle and Markel Fortenberry on the back. They're going to give it to Mr. Vaughn. He goes straight ahead forward, gets across the 10, cross the 5, down to the 4. That's another first down, Rebels. And you talk about just straight ahead speed. Uh, he doesn't have to worry about being a bruiser. Nobody touched him. Yeah, I mean, he just is showing this beard and defense a little bit different look. Hey, no no room to wait, and here goes Noah Vaughn into the end zone. Touchdown, Rebels! Yeah, he just gets up to speed so quick. He's about he's about full speed by the time he's at two yards into the backfield. You know, sometimes you want a bulldozer, sometimes you want a crotch rocket, and here come <laughs> here come Mr. Ne Mr. Noah Vaughn. He is he is a monster, and he got upfield quick. Mm -hmm. He is, yeah, he is extremely quick, and I think the Bearden even has been so used to Parker, a little bit more of a uh, bruiser, and uh, as the field goal is good here for Maribel, and that's going to be 7-0. We're here with 2.57. 2.57 remains here in the first half of play, and the Denzo scoreboard for the first time tonight has changed. Your Red Rebels have seven, and the homestanding Bulldogs of Bearden have zero. You're listening to Rebel Radio. We'll be back in just a minute. In Blount County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blount County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. And welcome back to Bill Young Field, Bearden High School, where your Red Rebels have broken the tie. It is now 7 to nothing in favor of Maryville High School. Looks like they're getting ready to kick this one away as Judith took a while, but the Rebels now stand on top. And Jude will be with us in just a minute. <laughs> I didn't know what to say there. <laughs> As Bearden fields the, the kickoff at about the 20-yard line, they're going to get upfield quick, get across the 30, and be downed at the 33-yard line. Hey, there you go for Bearden, you know what I mean? Getting Atta some way. positive yardage, and that's something they've struggled with tonight. And uh, Bearden, even when they start on the 10-yard line, they haven't been able to move the ball that well. Let's see if they can kind of turn this around with 2.50 left going into the half. You're only down by seven, you know what I mean? Even just a, even just a field goal here can make yeah. this a little bit better. Probably the worst field position Bearden's had all day. Very true, and they have a pretty good field position, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, 33-yard lines where they'll set up shop. First and 10 Bearden, and then again, they're going left to right. Uh from west to east on Kingston Pike. Mm -hmm. oh, as wow. Carlo Vato does a little play action, but hands the football off. He goes left side, and not much doing as a host of Rebels bring him down. 
Yeah, that's going to be number three, uh, Zach Braden. He's a big kid, and he was able to make a great tackle there and just wrap up Colorado. Colorado wasting no time, got trips left. Looks like he's going to have uh, a lot of options here. Hard count. Does he get him? I believe they got number three, Zach oh. Braden. Oh, no. <laughs> so Braden, I think, made the mm -hmm. movement, yeah. and it was the reaction yes. of the Rebel that, that caused the foul. Or should we say of the dog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you can't do that. You can't do that. I'm sure Tim's going to strike up the student segment here. Well, you can't do that, Shane. I think everyone was taking it, looking to see how many flips the cheerleaders can do. This girl's doing a lot. Well, she's consistent. The one before that, that. Had, like, had like 15 in a row. It was crazy. I'm just saying, the blue padding only goes so far. I think they need to be careful. Yeah. Nonetheless, Carl Lovato gets a high snap. He's going to keep it himself. He's going to go right side, and that's a big mm. boy moving. He gets across the 33, up to the 34, and that's going to be a pickup of six. On, on second down, it's going to bring up third and about eight. Jason Manneker was the one on the tackle there, and just great play by him. And uh, We've said his name quite a, quite a bit tonight, and uh, another great play by him. I think next man up. I mean, I think yeah. that's a Hagen-Webb play all day. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I think he even starts even with Hagen, and I think he's just such a competitor. But, I yeah, think he's I coming over. Yeah, 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 for sure. Carl Lovato is going to have trips left again. Going to have one receiver down here to the right. They, they're working that hard count, but mm -hmm. Maryville is so disciplined. Yeah, I wonder if they're trying to see maybe – what Maribel's showing and then maybe trying to change. But, I mean, with a minute 30 and counting, you kind of want to have a little bit of urgency here. Quick change to the play. Again, they hard have count. have to call a timeout or take a penalty or something. And I don't even know why they're trying for a hard count. It's third down and eight. A hard count would get you third down and three. I mean, it's not – I'm not really sure what they're doing. They just wasted about 30 seconds. And a timeout. As they take a timeout, let's take one with them. And El Himbador timeout with 128 to go. Your Red Rebels seven. And the homestanding Bulldog Zero. You're listening to Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGABradio.com. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. As Snoop, brought, Snoop Dogg brings us back, we'll see if the dogs on the field can get anything going. Carl Lovato, third and eight upcoming. He's going to step back by himself in the backfield. He's going to have to take off. Number yeah. 55 is going to wrap him up and bring him down short of the first down. It'll bring up fourth down. Mike Bethia there on the tackle, and uh, he had plenty of time to make a play, but just the Maribel uh, secondary was able just to time. And Maryville takes a timeout here, I guess. They uh, want the football back. Yeah, they want to they stop want. the clock. They want to they see if they can make a play here. Fourth and eight upcoming. They're going to call no gain on the on the rush by Carl Lovato. We're going to stay right here as we're close enough to the halftime. Uh, Jude, I know I know 7 nothing's not what the Rebel faithful yeah, thought sure. they were going to get. Probably not what that sideline thought they were going to get. But no. you got to love that you, you've held Bearden out of the end zone with so many opportunities right there on the doorstep and yeah. just unable to get in. Well, Bearden's been in the red zone, what, three times tonight? Three times, yeah. And, uh, uh, just no points, not even a field goal coming out of it. They've been to the so. two. Yeah. They've been all the way to the two, and, and credit that Maryville defense. Mm -hmm. I think they stopped them three straight plays. Yeah, I mean, just great play by Maryville, and even after giving up the pass interference, which we, we don't really know what happened with that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of an odd play, but uh, it's behind us at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, minute 17 seconds to go. The Rebels are about to get this thing back on offense and, uh, and punting this thing away, number 15, 
for the Bearden Bulldogs. Uh, that is Dylan Waldbauer. I don't know what it is, but the last two teams we've played, their big-time wide receiver is their punter. Yeah, and ours is too, I Markel. That is a, got, I think we got a hand on it. A squibby punt, but nonetheless, it is going to be out of bounds at the Rebel 32-yard line. That's where Carson Jones and company will set up a minute and ten push to see if they can put more points on the Denzo scoreboard. Uh, as they set up, bring the offense back out, we'd like to take a moment to thank our great sponsors. Again, you're listening to the Twin City Certified Game of the Week. Stevenson Tire, West Chevrolet, the right spot in Alcoa, and Volunteer Home Mortgage takes care of us each and every week. But as they get back at it, uh, let's jump back to it. Carson Jones gets the play from the sideline, checks it at the line of scrimmage. Parker McGill in his back in the backfield, two to the right, one to the left. Daigle out in the flat, but they kick it right to D.J. Burks. He's going to get straight ahead forward, misses one tackle, gets through another, and gets upfield to the 40-yard line. Well, that's going to be a pickup of eight on first down. I like that they're just going straight at Beard. Yeah, and they're going fast, too. Yeah, they're getting to the line quick with no one in the backfield. Look how they're going to throw the ball here. No huddle, empty backfield. Carson Jones is going to look, two-step drop, and he's going to maybe have to take it himself. He, he tucks it and runs. He gets across and bowls over a Bulldog, but a not before he gets a Dwight Price of Realty Executive first down. Yeah, just great play by Maryville, and, and they're wasting no time. I mean, they're rushing to get the chain set here. Yeah, yeah, I think the Rebels would like them to set a little faster. Uh, again, 34 seconds, all that remain. Carson Jones is going to give it to Parker McGill. He's going to get around right side 50 and get to Bearden's sideline or get to the sideline in general and get up to the 47-yard line before he's pushed out of bounds. Yeah, I think that's going to bring up second and two. Uh, great play. That was basically the same jet sweep that we saw with Daigle, but just substitute Parker McGill and uh, – he was able to pick up a lot of yards, and the most important thing was he got out of bounds. I think Henry McCool is who wow, made that what a name. Love the name. McCool. Henry McCool, like nice. a McNugget. Yeah, there you go. But as Carson Jones, I just said McNugget. But as Carson <laughs> Jones has it in the backfield, two-step drop, he's looking to chuck it. He's, he's going to have to keep him by himself and go straight ahead forward. It's going to be about a loss of one yard on the play, and Rebel watch the clock and get the timeout. It's going to bring up third and short. Uh, but the Rebels are looking long. They're not looking yeah. for short yardage here. And there was just no protection there for Carson Jones. And he, uh, I think Bearden rushed three, and they were still able to get to Carson. So uh, that's something that the O-line's got to shore up and make sure that they can, uh, can't can stop this, this defensive rush. Yeah, and I think early on with the fumble with Parker, I, I think they went to the sideline and there was a discussion. You know, you got to be smart with the football. You can't turn it over. And ultimately, uh, he's been a lot, a lot more uh, – conservative yeah, uh, yeah, with the yeah. football but I think at this point you're, you've got the lead uh, and, and and you get the football back at the at the start of the second half so mm -hmm. again uh, I think you're doing what you have to do but I think in this time out right now Jude you're, you're looking and saying what do we need to do what yeah. do we have to do to chuck this thing downfield mm -hmm. I think you've got two opportunities possibly mm -hmm. three uh, well I think you try and get the short yards first just to get that first down and get that third down off your back and then maybe try and take a shot or at least just get into um, to field goal range. You know, you, you don't mind taking three here. Noah Vaughn's into the football game, so the deuce could be loose. If we see yeah. if we see a straight-ahead run, I think Noah Vaughn's the guy that needs to do it. And Bearden's really covering the middle here. They're really uh, leaving the sidelines open. Jackson Phillips there in the slot. Carson's not going to give it to Noah. Yes, he may. A little Gets him out in the flat, and he's going to cross the 50, cross the 45. Can he get to the 40? And great play by Noah. As fast as he was running, he was running as fast as he could just to get out of bounds, let alone the first down. So uh, Gets the first down nonetheless. 12 seconds left. Dwight Price of Realty Executive first down. 12 seconds once they place the football. And it will start on the mark. The clock is now to move. And the Rebels are looking to the sideline to get the play. 
Is it? I don't think they've started it yet. Did I we take it, the I final got, time? No, I think they got out of. I think it got out of, out of bounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so. Um, so they're going to look, yeah. and, and Coach Hunt's trying to and get Maryville, the play in. Yeah, Maryville just has one timeout, so you would like to say that in case Carson Jones gets sacked here at some point. Carson Jones is going to take the snap. He's going to take a quick three-step drop, needs to get rid of it. He's not got anywhere to go, but he has a place to run. Gets across the 40, across the 35, and I don't think he gets out of bounds at the 33-yard line. Two seconds left, and that's another thing with Carson that uh, that happened last week. Sometimes you just got to go down, you know. You just got to get out of bounds as soon as you can, and uh, that kind of cost us towards the end of halftime last week. And uh, this time, Arab was able to get in the timeout, though, before the half ended. Yeah, as, as they get the timeout in with two seconds to go, I think you would like to have an opportunity for a field goal, but at this point, I think it's a shot to the end zone. Yeah, I, I think you, you maybe put, a, put Markel and Daigle on the same side and just run them down and just chuck it up. Yeah, if it's me, you run you run both kind of post routes and then cut them to the middle and then throw for a jump ball situation. Markel's the tallest kid on the field, uh, so I give it I give it to him. Yeah, yeah, Markel, especially his height, he can go up and high point a ball like Jawan or something but, like that. But here's the problem, Jude. They've not given Carson the time. Bearden's yeah. really brought the heat a little bit, so I think you got to roll the pocket uh, to even even get an opportunity for those guys to get down there. And the thing is, Bearden's rushing three, and they're still able to get great penetration, and, and so they're dropping, what, uh, eight back and uh, just really making it hard to find anyone open downfield just with the amount of defenders they have back there. Yeah, and I, I think they're going to do a lot of the same here as it looks like they're going to be in basically center field. Uh, but a big setup up top is they've got D.J. Burks, Markel Fortenberry, and Nick Daigle. And again, Parker in the backfield. Two seconds to go, last play of the half. Carson's going to roll this thing right, look to unload it. He chucks it to the end zone. What do we get? And the ball is batted incomplete, down. batted down by Bearden, mm -hmm. and, uh, and probably a draw to a close of a quarter and a half that the Rebels would like to, to have back. Seven to nothing is your score on the Denzo scoreboard as we come to half. When we take a break, we're going to come back, and you'll hear the Whitlock and Company halftime show as your Rebels lead the homestanding Bearden Bulldogs seven to nothing. We'll be back in just a minute. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey, and I approve this message. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacan? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. 
Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. Let me start by saying thank you to the listeners of Blunt County's own Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of WKBL's early morning show, The Grind, if you like real talk about real sports and you kind of like hearing it from a familiar voice, give us a try. Catch us live each and every weekday morning, 6 to 7 a.m. and each and every afternoon, 2 to 3 p.m. That's when it hits the radio dial. But if those times just don't work for you, check us out online thegrindonsports.com. Again, that's thegrindonsports.com. You can listen anytime on your time. Archive shows available 24-7, 365. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy. But until then, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com.
I'll tell you, not here at Bearden High School, Bill Youngfield has not put a whole lot of fire out. As uh, It's cold here tonight oh, as, Carson, as Carson Crouch joins us inside the Whitlock and Company halftime show. Uh, Carson, you were, uh, you were spotting and noticing a lot right. of stuff there at the first half. And, uh, and again, your first uh, trial by fire here at Rebel Radio. And, uh, and, man, the, the Rebels have come out and they're leading here, which is what we expected in the matchup. But the scoreboard reads a little differently than we thought. Seven to nothing is on Bill Youngfield's scoreboard. And the, the Bulldog band is out here. Got to be happy with their football team because they've really held down one of the more uh, electric offenses that they're going to see this season. Oh, if you can hold Maryville down... <laughs> To seven, uh, in the in the first. <laughs> I'm telling you, you did. They've done a great job, but I'm telling you, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Mistakes, well, mistakes, mistakes. That's what's costing us right now. Well, I think if you look at the first half stats for from the scoreboard, the Denzo scoreboard reads seven to nothing, right. Maryville, and that's really that's where the the. The, the bread's buttered, right? That's what yeah. you're going to see long-term. But if you look in inside, rushing yards, 27 carries for the Rebels, 124, uh, 19 carries for 45 yards for Bearden. Just not a lot of production for the Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, passing yardage, 26 uh, for the Rebels, 33 passing yards for the Bearden Bulldogs. Total offense, 34 plays, 150 uh, for, for the Red Rebels, 26 plays for 78. Is what Bearden's put on the field. Yeah. And uh, just, just to, to mention, Carson, that's eight more yards than the Rebels had entirely last week. So, right. again, uh, the outlook is bright. They're, they're having success. The problem is that isn't turning into points as much as, no. as we'd like to see. Right, and you make a good point there. Um, Maryville has given them opportunities in their own territory to score and go up on the uh, Rebels here tonight, and it's not worked out for Bearden. They've gotten to the point where they start – you know, they start going down, and um, they, they, they started going down the field, and it seemed like they were doing really well, and then they would get stopped. Maribel would stop them on that fourth down, and honestly, Maribel's defense has come in clutch when it really matters. Yeah, and, and Maribel's defense, you got to give them credit. You know, uh, Hagen Webb's not playing tonight, but you got guys like Mike Bethea, and, and you've got guys like uh, – yeah, what was the the kid that that's been all over the place? Made laid that big lick. You've got my roster. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. uh, let me look at that. I'll get his name here in just a minute. I'm, I'm I apologize for not having it on my on my uh, on my memory. But uh, you, you know, it's just a lot of good kids uh, that are just getting after it today. You know, yeah. new names to the rebels, but not new names to being uh, being playmakers. So really, really excited. Yeah, some for ones them. that some ones that uh, come to my eye: Jason Maniker, Thomas Roberts, Jason Maniker. Yeah, like I don't know. I was like, man, man. I didn't know Manneker. if you were talking about who started off that big hit. Um, that oh, that you, was DJ Burke. DJ, yeah. yeah, that was one of the hardest hits I've seen in a long time, and. That's that guy a, went down. I want to say that's two out of the last three games DJ's laid the wood like that. Oh, he that, has. So. He, he, that form tackling, but that, he, they got, he got wide receiver got set up for that play right there, though. Absolutely. But if you look at individual stats through the first half of play, Parker McGill, 13 carries, 84 yards. That's been a tough 84 yards for Mr. Parker yeah. McGill. Uh, six carries for 34 yards and a touchdown for Noah Vaughn. Uh, Nick Daigle, one carry, 18 yards. Carson Jones, six carries for one yard. against a couple sacks have played into that. Uh, Makai Williams is leading the rushing category for the Bearden Bulldogs. Nine carries, 29 yards. Calavato is number two on that list, six for 11. Uh, and then in the, the receiving category, uh, Jackson Phillips, the leading receiver for the Rebels, two catches for 18 yards, and Sam 
Tummins, which is that number 85 that had that long catch, right. uh, one for 17. So, uh, again, not a ton of production for Bearden, but I think their, their successes have come by turning over the Rebels or at least thwarting some of the efforts there at the end of the half is another example of how they were keeping the, the men from Maryville were. Uh, out of the end zone. But Bill Youngfield has seen a good first half of football if you're a home crowd. And, again, the Rebels are going to have a discussion to see how they're going to come out of the second half. Let's take us another break here in the Whitlock & Company Halftime Show. When we come back, we'll, we'll announce uh, our, our sponsors. A lot of great sponsors make Rebel Radio happen. And we'll give some keys to the second half. How do you overcome the, uh, the, the kind of slow start you've seen in the first, the first 24 minutes? And then how we're going to come out of this thing and, uh, and put some points on the board. So we'll do that on the flip. You're listening to the Whitlock & Company Halftime Show. Carson Crouch and myself will be back in just a minute. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500 And let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, NMLS 1641325. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. And run like a rebel, hopefully in the second half. That's what we'll do. Three minutes to go here in the Whitlock & Company halftime. 
and, and Carson Crouch, man, welcome back in. Yep. And, man, it's always exciting to, to again, watch Maryville football and what they're able to do. But I tell you, this week has been a different animal. They, they've had some miscues. Uh, again, things that we're not used to seeing. But, again, first road game, a little bit of temperature shift. And, again, this is a Bearden Bulldog team that came into this matchup 0-2. Uh, so whether you want to read the paper clippings or right. not, the thought came out that this this probably should have been an easy game. I think pregame we even thought so. Yeah, and pregame I, I said, you know, I said they, they're coming to win this game. They want to win this game. Yeah, and, and, and I still don't know that that's in question, but I, I just think that they had to have a real gut right. check, and, and coming into the second half, we'll see how they how they transition. Yeah. But I think they found some things in Noah Vaughn. I think what they brought to the table with him, the straight-ahead speed, I like that piece, but I think at the real, at the real uh, kind of point of the offense is we've got to get some versatility. We've got to get some multiple uh, sets. We've got to be able to throw the football, whether that's screens, whether that's crossing patterns, I don't know. Uh, but I think they're they're looking for ways to get successful uh, in the throw game. If you're the defensive side of the football, uh, again, appreciate the effort to keep the, the points off the board for Bearden, but we've got 24 more minutes. We're going to need we some do, of that yeah. out of you. So, uh, again, Carson, what do you think is key to the second half for the Rebels to really uh, kind of jump this thing back and get a couple more scores on the board? I think you've said it, and I think uh, this offensive line protection has got to be big right here. Uh, we have to protect Carson Jones in the pocket because we've seen that rush. They're bringing that extra man back there, and it's forcing him to throw passes or make those runs that he doesn't want to do slowing down the clock and doing some hurtful things i think if we can get that pass protection ready i think our throw game gets up i think this game will run away with it or do you run carson jones more in the second half if you if you do that then you make some plays around that i can see that happening and that might work you know keep that ground game working because we just don't want to test with only 24 minutes left we can't try that out right and i think that's really good good point to make uh mcmahon county uh putting in the work uh, at William Blunt, 42 to seven is the score there. Wow, that's a wow. That's an upset. <laughs> second quarter score in time. Yeah, Alcoa 21 to nothing over Pigeon Forge. Honestly, I'm second. surprised it's only that much. Yeah, honest. I would have thought 41 <laughs> seven Al already. Alcoa is a good squad, but uh, nonetheless, the Rebels head back down the hill in the white unis, and that means we're about to hit second half action. But let's take one last quick break. Listen to one sponsor, and we'll return to the Twin City Certified in Maryville game of the week. You're listening to Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be back in just a minute. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 loaded with premium technology like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. Welcome back to Bearden High School. Bill Young Field as the second half action is about to take place. Jude Ellison is back on the mic. And Jude uh, Carson Crouch uh, filled in great 
for yeah. the Whitlock and Company halftime show. And uh, again, Rebel Radio has uh, has student leadership. Mm-hmm. You and and Carson do a great job, yeah. and appreciate everything you do for Rebel Radio. But uh, Carson talked a lot about what what was to be had in the second half. We feel like uh, either you've got to continue uh, to push with Noah and Parker, and really really hope to wear down that defensive front for for Bearden, or do you have to get aggressive with the throw game? Bringing you back on the mic, what do you think has got to happen here in the second half? Um, I think it's got to be – I think you've got to switch it up with Noah Vaughn and Parker McGill. I think you give them both looks. I think they can't they're, – they're having trouble switching in between both of those. And I think if you can present a good look with those two, I think you can really make some damage on – but if that doesn't work, I think you got to go to the air. Here's the thing. I think you run both of them in the set. I, I don't know that that's a bad look. You know, yeah. you've got three, mm-hmm. three left, one right. Just go two left, one right, and have both Parker and Noah in the backfield. And I think it may – it makes Bearden's defense have to stand yeah. up and look, and I think that can create some ground for, for that front to really create a gap for, for Maryville. Yeah, and talking to Ken during the break, uh, he's up there with the uh, with all the, uh, the coaches. coaches, so he's hearing that uh, Maryville is not really lining up correctly on offense. They're having a lot of trouble uh, getting set on offense, and Bearden is just throwing a lot of different looks at them. They're, uh, they're really throwing a lot of plays, a lot of formations on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and give credit to Bearden. They've come in looking to battle, and they've they've put on a little bit of a show here in, in the early going. But with about a minute left in the halftime, uh, Jude, do you got any scores around the area? I do. Uh, we got a little score of interest here. Morristown West 14, Farragut 28. Okay. Uh, Not surprised. I yeah. think Farragut's a really good football team. And then their coach, again, uh, be with his him and his family as he had surgery this week. Oh, really? Cancer has returned. So. Uh, not a not a good yeah, look. Uh, again, good. Alcoa is up mm-hmm. twenty-one to nothing on Pigeon yeah. Forge. William Blunt uh, battling, but uh, well behind mm-hmm. uh, their their matchup there. Yeah, here's another team. Here we got Bradley Central twenty-one, Udawa seven. Uh, those are two mm-hmm. uh, in 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 teams here. In region, uh, yeah. Cleveland leads Heritage by a measly fourteen to seven. Wow, I thought. That, uh, that big, that big uh, Tito Boyd, I was his name for Cleveland, is going to run all over Heritage. Heritage putting up a great fight. I think Heritage likes to battle. Uh, they, they've been in every every football game they've played. They've won a game uh, this season. So again, uh, playing with house money, really, uh, there on the, in one of the more more uh, exciting looking places uh, in in Blount County and, and maybe in East Tennessee. Their their field has a great view of the mountains. Uh, but as Bearden catches back up and gets out onto the football field to kick this one away to Maryville. Uh, it is uh, it's seven to nothing here at Bearden. What do you yeah, got? Yeah, uh, Ray County leading Lenore City twenty to nothing right now, and uh, I'm trying to find the. Uh, what are you trying to find? We'll go then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, as as Maryville's out, going to receive the second half kick. Looks like we're going to have deep Parker McGill, DJ Burks, and Nick Daigle. Here, I found what I was trying to look for, and we'll switch back here. Brentwood leaving Ravenwood 7-zip, so that's the team we saw in state last year down. Well, 32 to kick this one away. He is not on the roster, so we'll uh, we'll just leave that one be. Uh, unable to catch it clean, but Parker picks it up nonetheless. He's going to get across the 20-yard line up to about the 24-yard line and fight for more, but they're going to give him forward progress to the 24, and that's where Carson Jones and company takes over first and ten Rebels. Maryville struggling again to get out of the gate here as uh, as Parker drops the ball on the kickoff. You just, you got to stop making mistakes if you're Maryville. Yeah, and, and I'm not sure what the difference is because, again, that is not very Rebel-ish, if you will. Uh, they're, they're not playing a, a clean brand of football, which is what we're so accustomed to here. Mm-hmm. That's why it's shocking. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. Uh, Parker McGill to the, to the left 
pocket of Mr. Carson Jones. Jackson Phillips stacked up, going to cut across the formation. They fake it to Parker, deliver it out in the flat to Nick. He's Nick Daigle going to get across the 35, cross the 40-yard line, and get up to the 43-yard line. Churning legs was Mr. Six. That was actually number one, DJ Burks. Long there. way over yeah. there. Yeah, it is a long. Sorry. We've got a long view, but Burks, so you know, he's normally a safety coming in. And he's playing both sides of the ball, and was able to just pick a great pickup. Maribel really rolling right now. D.J. Burks, big pickup there as he went from the 24 to the 43. 19-yard pickup there on first down. Carson Jones going to hand to Mr. McGill. He's going to get off right side, run behind his blocker, and get ahead forward for about five yards on the pickup. Yeah, just uh, a slow-moving run there by McGill just churning those legs and able to pick up four or five here. Yeah, and that's what we're used to seeing from Parker McGill. Every time he touches it, it's good for five or six yards, uh, and that's what we saw there on that first down play. Second and five from the from the Maribel uh, 48-yard line. And Carson writing on the beard on the uh, on the page of knowledge, Parker's not had a breakout run all night. Looks like they wanted to play action. Gave it back to Parker. He's going to cut back middle and get upfield for about one yard on the play. I think too much razzle-dazzle there. Yeah, he's just uh, – I think Maribel just needs to go back to the bread and butter. Just uh, a lot of – I think they're getting a lot of sweeps and and, uh, and screen passes that are really working for them. I think they got to go back to that. Well, we talk about how successful plays can be in the first three steps, and I think all three steps are happening in the backfield right yeah. now. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, got to start getting north and south on this team. Uh, they've, they've got good penetration all night, and I don't think that's going to stop, so we need to get north and south. Uh, Carson's going to look over the, the defense. He's going to move D.J. Burks across the formation right to left and set him up trips left. And they're going to give it back to Mr. McGill, running behind trips. He's going to get around the end, get across the 50-yard line, 49. And that's where he's going to be stoved up and bring up fourth down Rebels. They're right here at midfield. Car- or Jude, what do you do? Uh, I think if you're Maribel right now, I think you I go. think you go for it just because of how good the defense has been. And uh, I just think Maribel needs to get away from going to McGill so much. I think they need to give it to a little bit more speedsters here. Fourth and two upcoming. Carson's going to stay in the backfield by himself. DJ coming across the formation. They're going to let Carson, Carson keep it himself. It. He's going to go across the 48. It's going to come down to the spot. He needs the 47. And they're going to give it right at it. Um, the, the ref's foot is on the 47. It's going to be by the nose be, of the football. Yeah, it's going to be close, and I think they're going to have to bring the chains out. Yep, they are. I think it's worth a measure. No, they're going to give him the first down. Way to go, Carson Jones. Needs every inch of the height and gets the first down. Yeah. That was just will right there, pure will. I think Coach Jen Lever for for Bearden is questioning the automatic spot, but nonetheless, that's Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down. I thought I was close enough to measure. Carson Jones gets that belt high snap. He's going to give it to Parker McGill. A little left step, right step, and he is going to be stoved up after a pickup of one on the play. Second and nine. Just nothing really working for Parker. Uh, I mean, I think they've really got to start, you know what I mean, uh, going to the outside, getting DJ Burks in motion, getting Daigle in motion, getting Noah Vaughn in motion. See, I think I think there's too much motion. I think just mm. power it ahead. Yeah. I think the the little stutter steps is what's – there's yeah. no momentum pushing us forward. So, uh, again, power is where maybe maybe we're going to go to. Here comes Noah Vaughn in the backfield. They're going to move Jackson Phillips in more of a blocking role. Giving it to Mr. Vaughn north and south. He gets. He gets across the 40-yard line, across the 35, 
and up to the 32. Which way did he go, Jude? He went straight north and south right there. He, Absolutely. He didn't, he didn't take a step to the left or right. He just went straight forward, and that's what we're talking about. We just got to really get away from uh, all these juking and jivings. Uh, and uh, Noah, and like you're saying, Noah's really beating Bearden right now. Well, he, yeah, he, he's getting three steps. In his three steps, he's, he's across the, yeah. the line of scrimmage. They changed the play at the line of scrimmage. Carson Jones is going to have two receivers to the right, one to the left. Moving Jackson Phillips again, more in a blocking role. They're going to fake it to Mr. Noah Vaughn across the middle. And I don't know if the referee gets taken yeah. out on the play. The referee acted like a DB there and just <laughs> stopped uh, DJ from catching that ball. He, he, he brought him down. DJ Burks was the intended target. And again, as the refs are part of the field part in the, the formation, field. Uh, it was the turf monster, I guess you would call it. <laughs> I think that would be uh, that would be pass on the interference there on the ref there, but he 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 wouldn't flag himself. The stripe monster, as Carson Jones sets up in the shotgun, trips to the right, one to the left. Mm. A high snap, going to have to just clean it up, and he uh, gets cleaned up. He gets dropped for a three-yard loss. Maribel's really been struggling with the snap right now. They've uh, they've just had a lot of high snaps tonight, and uh, and Carson does a great job just grab it and then just basically go down with it. That's all you could do, and a, a big third down here for Maribel. Yeah, I think he brought it down looking to run. Yeah. But but by, by the time he got it down, he, he had a face full of Bulldogs. So uh, 7.52 is what remains in the third quarter play. Third and 13 upcoming for the Rebels. Ball on the Bearden 35-yard line. We're in the third quarter here. The score is seven for the Rebels, zero for the Bearden Bulldogs. Carson Jones going to move D.J. Burks left to right yeah, across the start. formation. Ball start on number 25 for us. Yeah, Jackson Phillips. Yeah, Phillips. Jackson Phillips kind of kind of shuffles the feet yep. there. Just stood up, up, really. Just stood up. And uh, uh, that's something Maribel can't do. They just got to get out of their own way here. So here's the deal. Is, it, is this, you know, third and 18, you're, you're near midfield. Do you chuck it? Do you try for the first down? Or do you just uh, do you just hand it to Parker and see what happens? Uh, I think you give it to Noah maybe in like a jet sweep or something because he's been the only one that would get positive yards all night. Who's in the backfield with Carson? Can't see the number. Looks like it is Mr. Vaughn, but they're going to take a three-step drop and look to throw it. Over in the flat, looks like D.J. Burks with the catch and the Dwight Price of Realty Executive. Yeah, great play by D.J. Just was able to slip in No, there. it's not the first down. Yeah, I yeah, apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're about four yards short of the first down. I say, I, I, I don't, know, no if you, I don't know if you can kick from here, but I think you go for it. You got to go. That's a, that's a weird punt. It's what, uh, yeah, 26-yard line. You can't really punt from here. So I think you get, I think you go for it here. Fourth and four upcoming, 7-12 to go here in the third quarter. Score 7 to nothing, and, and Carson Jones in the offense is still on the field. Uh, Markel Fortenberry, D.J. Burks out here to, in the right flat, and you've got Nick Daigle up top. I, th I think you got to see what you can do here. He gets the snap, the snap three-step drop over in the flat. Gets it to Jackson Phillips at the 5-4-3. You hear it now. Touchdown, Rebels. That's a fun thing to be out here in the crowd and just hear everyone stand up and go nuts. That's something we haven't been able to experience for a while. And uh, great, great play call. Phillips slipped out of the backfield kind of like uh, Bill Belichick. Slipping Gronk out there and uh, able to pick up the big play there and just uh, keep trucking it forward and into the Bulldog end zone. Hey, Corbin Price on to tee up the extra point. The Denzo scoreboard reads 13 to nothing, and Corbin looks to change that. The kick is up. The kick is good, and the Denzo scoreboard has just changed. The score is your Red Rebels 14, the homestanding Bearden Bulldogs 0. We'll be back in just a minute. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. 
Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Jackson Phillips says winning, winning, winning to the end zone. Seven points for Jackson Phillips, a man who puts in a lot of work yeah. uh, through each week for in blocking situations, but he gets his way to the end zone this week. 14 to nothing, your new score. Uh, Maryville over uh, the Beard and Bulldogs. You're listening to the Rebel Radio uh, third quarter here. 7.05 to go in the, in the third quarter, 14 to nothing. Uh, your score as the Rebels look to kick it off. I, I think a, t- a touch of breathing room here, Jude, but still got to play hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, Maryville, you're getting a little bit more comfortable as Bearden fields the ball at the five, and uh, I think you just got to keep capitalizing. Defense got to step up. Yeah, Williams is still running. He's got a lot of room. He gets across the 35, and D.J. Birch probably saves a touchdown yeah. as he is out of bounds at the 39. Yeah, D.J.'s the only one stopping him, and he's just a quick cat, and he was, or should I say dog, <laughs> and he was, uh, he was able to get through there and got, got about the last five yards lateral to the ground. He, he dove for that last five there. If you ever watch Coastal Carolina, they need more dogs. <laughs> they need more dogs. If you don't know what I'm saying about that, don't Google it. It's bad. Uh, 14 to nothing's your score. Bearden is to take over. Uh, here comes uh, Carlo Votto and Williams, the big return man that created the room, out there at the running back position. They're going to have three receivers to the right, one to the left. Shotgun formation. High snap. They're going to get it to Williams. He's going to go left side, and he is going to be met in the backfield Jason and Manager. dropped. Jason Manneker made a great play there. He's throwing his hat. He's throwing his name in the ring for player of the game right now. Jason Manneker, man. We, we talked about it at the break. The kid is, is playing his heart out, and he's a new name uh, maybe to the to the stat sheet, mm-hmm. but he's a guy that's been working hard yeah, for a he's, couple he's, years. He, he's, he's someone that I talked to Lou Birchfield about this defense. He said, watch Manneker. He's going to be great. Hey, Got to love that leadership there. But as Colorado tries to get that hard count, but Rebels don't bite, uh, they move Williams across that formation, number 17 in the backfield with them. Uh, let me try to get that name, Nico Young, and he will look to run this thing up. They're going to stack this thing up in, in kind of a jumbo pack, give it to Williams going right side, and who comes Lou, in the backfield to beat Lou, big man, Birchfield. There you go, man. What a play by Lou to stop him in the backfield. Now that will bring up a – a big third down here for Bearden. Uh, I think you really want to convert here for Bearden. Yeah, Nico Young coming up a little little gimpy there. Probably going to need to get him out of the game. But Lou Birchfield, uh, <laughs> talk about laying the wood, yeah. man. He he took an angle and mm-hmm. really never slowed down. And it looks like number 17 here for Bearden is going to fall down. That's uh, Nico Young. Nico Young, yeah. You said he was shooken up on the play, and he uh, – uh, yeah, he's he's on the ground right now. Yeah, a little little I think stoved up a little bit, maybe a little little twinge, but uh, they've taken a timeout. Let's take one with them. Uh, you're listening to Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPRadio.com. This is an El Himidor timeout. We'll be back in just a minute. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. 
Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. And welcome back to Bearden High School. Carl Lovato with the shotgun snap. Throws to the flat and incomplete. It will bring up fourth down. Yeah, just no one, no, no one was there, and uh, he just kind of got rid of the ball before, before, uh, before Lou Birchfield and company really got to him. Hearing a little footsteps, possibly? Yeah, really. Uh, as we come back to the, the Twin City certified of Maryville play of the, or, or game of the week, uh, the Bearden Bulldogs will punt this one away. And maybe watch for a little trickery here for Bearden. Uh, they, need to, they need to get something going their way here. Number 15, Waldbauer, uh, their punter, standing on his own 22-yard line. Waiting for the oh. snap. It bounces to him. He gets it clean and gets it away, though. Uh, and he is going to get it kicked and lands at the 30-yard line, and Daigle picks it up. He gets back to the 30-yard line and is taken down at the 31. Probably a return of about four yards. Uh, but nonetheless, where the Rebels will set up shop, first and 10, uh, and with an opportunity to add to their lead. 14 to nothing's where it sits. Five minutes, 28 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Yeah, this is probably going to be one of those classic Maribel drives, just chewing the clock and uh, just getting Dinkin and Duncan here and just getting yard, three, four yards at a time and just really chewing the clock here. Do you think if you can have some success running the football, do you, do you even put it in the air at this point? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so, no. Looks like Carson looking to the sideline. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. Daigle close to us, standing on the, the number 30. And Markell and... Looks like DJ up top. Gets the high snap, but gets it off flat. He gets it in the flat to Daigle, and that's a that's a throw on first down. And he's going to pick yeah. up about nine on the play, bring up second and short. I think they're going to give it to him. I think they, they gave Daigle a really favorable spot there, and he's going to – yeah, they're going to give him the first. I, I agree with you. I thought it was short, but uh, – <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm okay when, when I'm wrong that way. Yeah. It's totally fine. They I get, they give him the yeah. first down. That's a Dwight Price, Realty Executive's yeah, great, first down. Great play and a great catch by Daigle and he, he held on to it through through contact. They've actually got Eli Haynes in there in that in that kind of yeah. kind of flank position. Looks like Bearden's seeing something. They're making an adjustment. They flip it out to Parker. He's going to get a full head of steam, get across the 45, up to the 49-yard line, and he'll be brought down after a pickup of about seven on the play. And that's why they had Eli out there because he was blocking really well for Parker and was able to, to pick it up. And either Bearden's looking worn down or Maryville's looking that much energetic. I think the tide is really starting to turn this drive. Well, I think if you look if you look at Bearden, they play a lot of guys Iron Man. They mm -hmm. see a lot of guys on both sides of the football, and that's what Maryville just has the luxury of doing. They, yeah. they have a lot of fresh legs here late in these football games. So four minutes, 49 seconds to go. We're freezing here at Bearden, and, uh, and it's second and two for the Maryville offense. Carson Jones gives it to Parker Milgo. Straight ahead forward, gets across the 45, across the 41, man to beat. 30, 25, 30, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Rebels. Give it to him. Yeah, there Yeah, <laughs> late arms up, but nonetheless, six points go to number 24, Parker McGill. Touchdown, Rebels, and, man, that's uh, that's vintage Parker McGill. We've been saying McGill hadn't broke it out all game and finally just uh, hits his stride and just makes a great play to put the Rebels up 20 nothing. I think Parker said, you know what, I need room to gallop. And yeah. He got out in the flat and literally he had one man to beat, and the angle wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. But Parker no. turned the Jets on and got in the end zone. And I think that's the back record. I think that's the nail in the coffin for Bearden. I think this one's, this one's just about over. As Corbin Price tees it up, kicks it up, and it is good. Your Denzo scoreboard now reads 21 for the visiting Rebels, zero for the homestanding Bearden Bulldogs. From Bill Young Field, we're going to take an El Himidor timeout. We'll be back in just a minute. 
Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. As Charles Trenum lines it up and kicks it away to Bearden, the Stenzo scoreboard reads, Maryville 21, Bearden 0. That will go through the Bulldog end zone and set up first and 10, Bearden at their 20-yard line. As Since the last time they've seen it, Jude, uh, again, they, they have had seven points added to that yeah. hole they've dug. Yeah, and I think we were talking during the break. I think that was the nail in the coffin, that score there. Just looking on the Bearden side and looking at the Bearden's fans, it seems like the life has really just been zapped out of them. And, uh, and, and Maribos is really rolling, and the, the students are going nuts right now. And, uh, and uh, the, the students saying, this is our house. The dog pound has been taken over, it looks like. Well, and, and I think they're, they're, it's not came without struggle. Uh, I think Maribos had some things they'd like to have back. But, yeah, I think uh, enforcing their will is what's going on right now. As Carl Lovato keeps it uh, himself, he's going to go ahead forward, pick up about seven yards on the play, and it's going to set up second and short. Yeah, I mean, just I, I think – uh, Bearden's really, really had a lot of success with Carlovato running. I, I don't know why they go to it less, but I think they should go to it more. Trips right, one to the left. Mr. Williams in the backfield. He's had success tonight as well, uh, just uh, just none much in the second half. They look to the sideline, looking to change the play, and uh, I think slowing this thing down is not helping Bearden. Yeah, just time is not in your in your in, on your side tonight. Carlo Vato gets the play. He's going to keep it. Going. He's going to go right, put spin move on. Woo! And he misses a, a Rebel defender, but not before Travis Reeder runs him out of bounds and, and gets some help there at the sideline. And the words of rumor, whoop. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and DJ made the tackle there to, uh, to really contain him. And yeah, but I think Reeder wrote him out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Reeder yeah, wrote him out there. of bounds and, and got the Calvary back. Yeah, he, 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 he gave him enough time to know they could make the play. Three minutes, 29 seconds to go here in the third quarter. The Red Rebels, 21. The Bearden Bulldogs, zero. Bearden with the football standing at their own 29-yard line and uh, going right to left here. They're still here. trying to, like, hard count Maryville. It hasn't worked all night. I don't know why they think it would work now. They've got a new running back in, into the matchup, Christian Spinning, 5'11", 186 senior. Looks like they're going to have okay. to take a timeout. I, it's either a timeout or just a lay of game. It's going to be timeout. I don't know what they're doing here. They're, they've wasted at least uh, a minute in these past two plays just sitting there trying to draw Maryville off sides. Well, you know, they take a timeout. Let's take one with them. At Bill Young Field, the Red Rebels lead the Bearden Bulldogs 21 to nothing. As their clock management is questionable, but we'll do the same with them. Uh, again, take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. 
West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Christian spinning in the backfield with Colorado. He's going to get the pitch, and he's going to go left. And here come the Rebel defense. He gets a lot of green and gets off moving. The ball nearly comes out, but he keeps turning those feet, gets across the 40-yard line up to about the 42. It's going to bring up a big first down for Bearden. And uh, and what about this Christian spinning kid? He's uh, yeah. He's got a little life. He's been able to make a lot of plays here as uh, as Thomas Fry, Fry Daddy, was on the tackle there. And uh, I just think a lot of bad angles there for the Rebel defense. Maybe they're getting a little bit complacent here. And uh, I thought they really could have shored that one up. Yeah, and, and again, you know, I, I think everything can work uh, in, in spurts, but uh, Carlo Votto trying to, to work some things out here for the Bearden offense. Uh, trips to the right, one to the left. That's been a common formation all night. And they're going to keep Christian spinning in, in, in the backfield. A high snap. Ooh. Looks like Carlo Votto was going to give it, and then he kept it. And then number three for the Red Rebels uh, bring uh, Carlo Votto down. Yeah, Braden was in on the tackle, and uh, number five, Makai Williams, is going to re-enter the game here for Bearden. And uh, that just that was just a miscommunication there. I think that's why they're running out spinning, and uh, they just kind of ran into each other. Kind of the chemistry maybe isn't there as much as the quarterback here and Makai Williams has. I think that's a good point. As they stand next to each other, Makai Williams and Carlo Votto, again, trying this hard count. I, I, I feel like there's certain things know. you can keep and certain yeah. things to abandon. That may be one yeah. to abandon. Especially when you're down 21, you, I don't know why they're – They've, they've been at least 20 seconds into this clock. Carlovato in the shotgun, standing at his own 38. Carlovato three-step drop, looking to throw, nowhere to go with it. Here comes Zach Braden. He delivers a nice pass in duress, and he uh, gets it down to the 49-yard line of Bearden. It's going to be not enough for a first down, but it is a pickup uh, that gets it to third and four. Ball on the Bearden 49-yard line. Again, going right to left here at Bill Young Field. And see, they're hurrying to the line. They're running no, no huddle, but then they'll sit here with 20 seconds left in the play clock. They won't snap it to about eight seconds of it. Yep. Hard hey, They're trying the hard count, <laughs> and they're going back over for the signal. Trips to the right, one to the left. Yeah, again, it's, it's – it's, And now here we are. We're down to eight seconds left in the play clock. It is very um, – Predictable, Yeah, let's put it that way. Carlovato by himself in the backfield, three-step drop, looking to throw. Now he rolls right, one to throw, but may have to take off and run. He releases it at the very last minute in and out of the hands of the receiver, and that's a lot of movement for a lot of nothing. I think a lot of the Maribel faithful here, and, and, and myself included, thought that there was a holding there on the offensive line. They're going to bring out the punting game here. That's kind of interesting down by 21. Maybe they're just saying – We'll, we'll we'll get on to the next week. Well, and I think I think it's a it's a respect for the Maryville offense. I think it's it's a lot of what you're saying, um, but I also think um, with with about 13 and a half minutes left to go, uh, they they just don't want to give Maryville the football right here mm -hmm. midfield. Yeah. So uh, again, they're going to punt this one away. Looks like Waldbauer uh, will kick this one away, and not the prettiest of punts, but active nonetheless. 
and uh, Daigle's going to take it at his own 23-yard line, and that's where it'll set up first and 10 Red Rebels. We'll stick right here. Minute and 10 seconds to go uh, here in the uh, in the third quarter of play. Rebels up 21-0 on the Denzo scoreboard. But as they uh, they set up for this next offensive series, I want to thank some of the sponsors for Rebel Radio, Whitlock & Company, PC, bringing you the halftime show, Bob Ramsey for State Representative, Dwight Price of Realty Executives, Denzo Manufacturing, El Himidor Mexican Grill, Common Sense Pest Control, Everting Orthodontics, and the Grands WKVL's morning show. So thanks to all the great sponsors of Rebel Radio. As Carson Jones gets out there, he has one receiver to the left, two to the right, and uh, he fakes to Par- Parker McGill, Ooh. delivers over in the flat to Jackson Phillips, and he takes off running before he catches it. Yeah, Jackson Phillips just uh, got a little bit too excited there. Got to catch it before you before you take off and run with it. And uh, I love I do like the one thing that Merrill's done on offense that I have liked tonight is using Jackson Phillips as kind of like a tight end, slipping him out of the backfield. That's been hugely successful today. I like the fact that that play was wide open. It was it was very uh, he had a lot of grass. Yeah, yeah, he had a lot of green in front of him. Yeah, it looks like it looks like Bearden's gonna, I guess, respect the pass. But think run. Parker McGill's going to stay in the backfield. They're going to look to pitch to him, pitch him left. He's going to get across the 25-yard line up, and they kind of horse collar tackle him yeah. but drag him down nonetheless. He's going to get to the 27-yard line, pick up a four on the play. It's going to bring up third and about six. They definitely uh, grabbed the fabric there on Mr. McGill <laughs> and uh, wrangled him down by that, that clean uh White uniform, and now Maribel giving an interesting look here with with kind of that diamond formation that we saw against Alcoa last week. Yeah, I, I would say that the white jerseys aren't as clean as they look from here <laughs> because they've been battling in the trenches yeah. tonight. As as Markel, you talk about that diamond formation, Markel, uh, DJ hmm. Burks, and Jackson Phillips on the sideline. But looks like uh, in discussion, uh, they're going to take a timeout, an El Himidor timeout. Let's take one with them. You're listening to Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. With third and five upcoming, Carson Jones gets the snap, rolls right, and he is rolling. He gets to the 33-35, crosses the 40, and that'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Carson Jones, Jude, yeah. rolling. Yeah, great fitting uh, intro music there by uh, by Laura, and uh, and great block there by Nick Daigle as well out in the flat, and he was able to pick up the uh, the first down because of Daigle, really, and Daigle. Really just uh, cemented that and was able to get the first down. We were talking in the timeout that how that we thought maybe it was going to be a throw play into the flat to Daigle, uh, I, but nonetheless, I thought that was that was something yeah. nobody expected. No, I think it was honestly designed to either go to DJ or Daigle, but Carson Jones, good for him, realized nothing's open, tuck it, and pick up the great first down. 
He gets he gets the snap, gets the pitch, and Parker tries to get wide. One man to beat, number 42, and uh, and cannot do it as number 42 for the Beard Bulldogs. Yeah, Ty's been in this game all night, and uh, Noah Vaughn could have laid a little bit of a tackle or block there, excuse me, but uh, was unable to as Ty is just a big kid, and he was able to, to get a lot of penetration. It looks like Maribel's going to take another Another timeout? Oh, excuse me. In, that'll oh, that'll be quarter. the end of the quarter, yeah. Time got away from us a little bit there, and that'll bring us in here to the fourth quarter. At the end of three, your Red Rebels lead the Beard and Bulldogs 21 to nothing. You're listening to Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Want to stay home in Blunt County? then check out the many job openings and company career pages at BluntAreaJobs.com. Here you'll find complete job descriptions and an easy application process. Don't waste any more time. Get to searching for your next career. You can find Blunt Area Jobs on Facebook and Instagram. That's what the Red Rebel offense is hoping that the Bearden defense cannot stop them now as stats come in from Ken Main flying. <laughs> flying from heaven. And <laughs> thank, thank you, Ken. Again, flying in there as Carson Jones gets it out in the flat and they get upfield and pick up about, looks like to be about completed to Fortenberry, gets upfield to the 47. And that's going to be a pickup of about four on the play. It's going to bring down third and four upcoming. 11.40 to go here in the fourth quarter. Third yeah. and four. Maribel hurrying up to the line. Carson Jones fakes the pitch, delivers it out in the flat to Jackson Phillips, and Jackson Phillips still is still running. 40, 35, 30, and across the 30-yard line, down to the 28-yard line of Bearden. That's going to be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down. What a play call. Everyone thought they were going to do the little pitch to Noah Vaughn, but uh, we're just able to stay up and uh, and didn't do the pitch and was able to just slip Jackson Phillips out of the backfield. I said that. I'm loving it. You know what I mean? Maybe you got the Mc, you know, the McNuggets. I'm doing the McDonald's <laughs> thing. We're just giving them free shout-outs left and right. I'm loving it right now. I, I think we're McFreezing up here is what <laughs> yeah, we're it's, doing. It's, it's McFlurry up here. <laughs> it is cold as uh, Markel Fortenberry is down uh, close to us on the 30-yard line. Nick Daigle up top. It looks like Parker McGill in the backfield with Carson Jones. Parker McGill, or Carson Jones looking to throw it, and he just one step and chucks it, uh, looking for Nick Daigle, and it's going to fall incomplete. Uh, a little overthrow there, but uh, went went long all the way there. Yeah, that was just kind of a weird. It just Carson just kind of loaded up right off the snap and just chucked it deep, and uh, and yeah, I mean it it was very close, and that was one of those balls where only your guy can get it. Just couldn't, just didn't pay out for us, and now second down and ten. Well, I tell you, uh, timing is a lot of things. A three-step drop might open that up a little bit more, but again, uh, you got to go with what you get. Parker McGill is going to get the football. He's going to get around the 25-yard line, get upfield, and be near the first down marker right here. It was first and ten from the 29. He got it's going to be close to about the 20-yard line. I think they're actually going to call this one short. Yeah, that looks. This looks like more of a first down than the last one, but. Uh, then the last time they didn't, they didn't even measure either time. So I don't, I, I think that's. Well, the sticks I, say three. I'm going to say three, the but the board says first. Yeah, the sticks on the 30, the ball's on the 30. You think it'd be a first down, but not, not going to bring out the change this time. Nothing more. Third and extremely short. They're going to give it to Mr. McGill. He goes north and south. He gets across the 20, across the 15, and leaves no doubt. It's a first and down Rebels 
That's a Dwight Price of Realty Executive first down, and that gets them inside the common sense pest control red zone. Again, great people to work with, and they will take care of you at common sense. Again, if you want bugs dead, you got to use common sense. Carson Jones gets the snap, fakes it to Parker McGill, delivers from the frat to Nick Daigle. He gets across the 10, fights off some Bulldogs, and battles down to the five-yard line near another first down inside the common sense red zone. Yeah, Daigle fought for every yard there, and just uh, I think he got about three or four yards with three Bulldogs on him. You know, the dogs were 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 really surrounding him like a pack of hungry wolves, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to say the down and distance on the scoreboard's not working because it's been first and ten for a long time. <laughs> but it's going to bring up, I think, second and about six inches as it's an under 10 to go here in the football game. Maryville leads 21 to nothing here at Bearden. Bill Young Field is where we're at. Maryville's inside the five-yard line, and uh, and they're going to stay a little bunch package. Looks like a, a little rhino package with Parker McGill. He's going to take it, 4-3, 2-1, and goes into the end zone untouched. Touchdown, Rebels! A little wildcat action there for Parker McGill, and what a run by him just uh, – Took it in stride, took one step back, and just was able to read the defense and just was able to bust through. And that's his second touchdown of the night. I think with Parker being as big as he is, that's a rhino at best. I mean, he was ready to bowl some people over and then made one step and made a made a bulldog fall to his face. Yeah. So 27 to nothing's what the Denzo scoreboard reads, and Corbin Price adds another. The new scoreboard as the Denzo scoreboard has just changed. Your Red Rebels 28, the homestanding Bearden Bulldogs 0. We'll be back in just a minute. Let me start by saying thank you to the listeners of Blunt County's own Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of WKVL's early morning show, The Grind, if you like real talk about real sports and you kind of like hearing it from a familiar voice, give us a try. Catch us live each and every weekday morning, 6 to 7 a.m. and each and every afternoon, 2 to 3 p.m. That's when it hits the radio dial. But if those times just don't work for you, check us out online thegrindonsports.com. Again, that's thegrindonsports.com. You can listen anytime on your time. Archive shows available 24-7, 365. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy. But until then, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. Trenum kicks it away, and it's a dandy. It's down that. No, it's dropped at the 10-yard line. He's going to have to scoop and go, and Bearden is able to do so and gets across their 20 to the 23-yard line. Uh, nearly disastrous for the Bearden Bulldogs as this hole that the dogs have dug is a lot deeper than it once was, but 28 to nothing hole, and the Bearden Bulldogs looking to respond. 9.31 to go in the game here at Bearden High School. And, uh, and Calavato's been been tough tonight, yeah. but he's just been unable to get into their own end zones. And he was really good against Maribel last year, just, again, was never able to put points on the board, and that's maybe something in his third and fourth year uh, coming up against the Maribel Rebels in the, in the couple of years he might be able to turn that around. You know, But he's just a young kid, and uh, he's really you got to admire how he's hung in with Maribel tonight. And I haven't seen future schedules. I'm not sure that Bearden's going to stay on the schedule. Oh, yeah, because we'll they're re re realigning the divisions, right? Absolutely. But Carl is going to stand back there by himself. He's going to roll to the left and keep it and just go straight ahead forward, gets across the 30, near the 35-yard line. That's where they're going to spot him. Pick up of 12 on first down. And, uh, that's a full head of steam from the big mm -hmm. quarterback. Yeah, talking about the divisions, it's funny. When I was younger, they would – 
Bearden and all Farragut and all these things. Like, when are y'all coming up to the big dog football? And now we're running it, and they're yeah. getting they're trying to run away from us now. Yeah. Yeah, dog's the last thing we worry about. <laughs> but with 9.13 to go, Carlovato's finding some steam. He's going to hand it to Williams. Williams goes right side, goes off tackle. And, uh, gets upfield, gets to the 39-yard line. They're going to spot him at the 40. I think it's super generous. Yeah. That's... Uh, but uh, nonetheless, they're going to give it to him. Five-yard pickup, second and five upcoming. And, uh, again, Bearden finally has found some urgency. Yeah. They and, seem to be mushing it, pushing yeah, it. Yeah, and Bearden's playing well right now. And, I mean, maybe getting away from the little – maybe they've been tuning into the broadcast, getting away from the – that oh, and they go right back to the little false snap there. Then they regain the play, and that's they're wasting minutes on end here doing that. I don't know what yeah. they're doing. They need to get some urgency down twenty eight points. Yeah, yeah, they 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 did not listen to us, dude. I'll, I'll and they're getting one. deep, and there's two seconds left in the play clock. They're gonna pitch it to Makai Williams, and and he's gonna if you wait that long, they can adjust and make sense of it. Mm -hmm. uh, he gets across maybe for about a yard and a half. They're gonna give him two. It's going to be third and three upcoming ball on the 42-yard line going left to right. And uh, and the worst enemy of these Bulldogs is that clock right there. Bill yeah. Youngfield says 8.05 to go, yeah. and uh, and Otto's still looking to the sideline to get the play. And it's 20 seconds right as they line up, and we'll see when they snap it. Hard snap, looks to the, to the sideline, changes the play a little bit, got a, got a receiver in the slot, got one up to the left. And uh, it looks like he's got number one in the backfield, Christian uh, Spinnings. And he's going to try to spin move. And uh, uh, dryer door just got opened by the Rebel defense. That's going to bring up fourth down. No gain on the play. It's like the movie Tenet. Time is running out here. Uh, I don't know what, what Bearden's doing. They're, they're, they're doing four. Yeah, Carson said that movie's good. It is good. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're just running 40 seconds every, every time they, they step onto the field. And I don't really know what they're doing. Well, I, I tell you, they're having to run the punt team on because I really don't think that the Rebels thought that the, the Bulldogs would punt. Looks like D.J. Burks deep for the Rebels along with number 13, Carter Cox. And that kick's going to not be very very good, but it's going to take a favorable beard and bounce, and it's going to roll inside the 25, inside the 20, and it's going <laughs> to fall dead at the 19-yard line. He probably got twice as many yards on the roll than he did on the kick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the kick probably landed around, what, the 40, and, and it got out to the 20. So just a great play there by the, the punter, and he really got a favorable bounce there. I love it how a bad punt turns into a great play by him. I, I feel like <laughs> a forward roll. I think the ball Maybe did the as turf much monster as he did. gets a little credit here. Yeah, landed on the pilot logo. How about that? Mm -hmm. Get everybody's Haslam. name Haslam's in there. getting in here. Uh, 6.57 is what sits on the Denzo score or the Denzo clock, and uh, the score reads the Maryville Rebels 28, the Bulldogs 0. Uh, Rebels wasting no time. They, they actually don't waste time, and they, uh, they run the football up and gain about three yards on first down. It's like the roles are reversed. You think if you're Beard, you're, you're doing like what Maryville's doing, going to the line quickly. If you think Maryville, you're running out 40 seconds like how Bearden's doing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not making sense right now, Jude, but, hey, uh, we're just talking. Yeah, we're just chopping it up up here in the cold in the dog pound. <laughs> 6.25 once the next snap happens. Carson Jones steps into the shotgun, and he's got a really bunch package. Two receivers left, two right, and he's going to hand it off to Mr. I want to say that's Noah Vaughn. It is, yeah. It is Noah Vaughn. He, you know why he's I knew it was Noah nice Vaughn? Because he was so quick. Straight ahead. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up, Noah Vaughn. Uh, he, he runs hard, gets the ball to the 30-yard line. That's enough for a Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down. Yeah, he's just a straight-up runner, Noah Vaughn, and he's 
He's a real speedster and was just able to slip through the slip through the holes there and uh, pick up a good first down. And now Maryville switching into kind of let's take our time here. Let's well, let's, let's milk this clock. And I think that first first down was a big deal because you can really start chewing minutes now. Yeah. But uh, Noah Vaughn can't say enough about how he is as a sophomore is going to be a special player. Uh, but they give the football to to Mr. Parker McGill, I believe, and he's going to go off left tackle, jump over the pile, and get to the 33 yard line pickup of. Uh, about three on the play. It's going to bring up second and seven. 5.32 to go. Score 28 to nothing. Somebody's catching shade right here on his phone. <laughs> Chrissy boy's talking some smack. Aww, Our boy is, that, hips. is that hippie? That was hippie. Hippie. It's warm in the cabin. Well, we're at Beard. <laughs> we're at the dog pound here freezing. Uh, before the next snap will be around five minutes to go in the matchup. Second and seven upcoming Rebels lead 28 to nothing here at Bearden. Carson Jones gets the snap, fakes the handoff, and delivers in the flat to number, looks like number 12. Or is that number 13, Carter Cox? 12, yeah. Let's see. No, it is number Carson 12. Jones, the other Carson Jones. So Carson no. Jones just delivered. Carson Jones, Carson there you go. Jones. But no relation. CJ connection. Yeah. yeah. No relation between those two and... Number three is going to be checked out by the ref here. He may be uh, lost his helmet or just something. The ref's going to check him out. He doesn't look like he's real s solid on his feet, but he is going to get off on his own power. Yeah, that, left, that left leg looks a little bit weak. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the call is. Uh, he said his helmet came off. Uh, 445 as they stop the clock, but it looks like they're going to get a guy out there and get him back in the mix. Um, but, you know... There's a lot of things you can say. 28 to nothing, the Maryville Rebels have definitely been, uh, have dominated and taken care of the football. But uh, Bearden came in with a pretty good game plan. Yeah, and, great. Uh, and just, just couldn't get it in the end zone. Mm -hmm. But as they hand it off to Mr. Noah Vaughn, he's going to be right there it's at the close. first down marker. Looks like they're going to call him a yard short. Another iffy spot here by the refs. Excuse me, as I'm yawning here, but uh, is it? Uh, I thought he got a little bit more than that. They're going to mark him a yard short. Fourth and one out there. Yeah, I think you keep. Uh, They're going for it. Yeah, I think you Why keep not? them out Why there. Why not? A first down milks about another two minutes off this clock. Uh, yeah, I think it's worth going. Carson Jones going to hand it off uh, to Noah Vaughn, and yep. he is going to go. Where's he go? Straight, Straight ahead. Up. Straight ahead. Exactly for a Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down. That's that's huge for the Rebels. 402 is what sits on the clock. 28 to nothing your score, and this one's just just milk yep. this one away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Parker McGill really put the game away, and now Noah Vaughn's really milking the clock here of late. Looks like we just had a quarterback change. Looks like Dunford's going to yeah. come into the football game. Number 10, Caleb Dunford, 6'180 pound sophomore, and he will uh, have the reins for the last yeah. four minutes of this matchup. Yeah, we were wondering when the when the starters were going to come out. Looks like our our question has been answered now. Yeah, Dunford's going to make his presence known. As he's in the shotgun, going to take the snap. He's going to fake it to number 20, Craig Hilliard, and he's going to try to stay wide left. And uh, the, the Beard Bulldogs still got the ones in. Uh, they get up field quick, number 56 for the Bulldogs on the tackle. Yeah, that was number three, Jacquez Balland. Uh, He's a baller, ball end, and um, great tackle in the backfield for loss of two. Yeah, James Malazzo, number 56, also on the on a helping uh, the tackle. But, yeah, a, a lot of Beard and Bulldogs on that mix, a host of Bulldogs. Would that be a, a pack? Maybe a, uh, let's see a here. pack I don't of know. dogs? A pack of wolves, I know. I don't know what it is. 
Maybe like a, a litter of dogs? Is that, that, what litter. Call, that what you call baby dogs? I don't know what you call big <laughs> baby dogs. dogs. Yeah. Puppies. Puppies yeah. <laughs> Dunford's going to hand this one off. I think he gets it to Hilliard. Yeah, Hilliard gets it up. He gets up to about the 42. The problem is, is the line of scrimmage was the 43. So Bearden, again, able to penetrate and uh, drop the Rebels for a loss there. It's going to bring up third and 13. Uh, ball sits on the Rebel 42-yard line. Two and a half minutes is all that remains. And Rebel Faithful says tick, yeah. clock tick, especially if you wore shorts tonight. Maybe it's like uh, like that app that's going to be banned here. Tick-tock, they're wanting, they're wanting that clock to keep rolling here. I tell you, Laura back at the studio, she'd kill me for saying this, but I'm going to do it. She's kind of addicted to TikTok. Uh-oh. Like that's it's, no bueno. It's hilarious, though. Well, it's ended on Saturday uh, <laughs> or Sunday. That's fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm oh. cool with that. As Dunford is going to be in the shotgun, and it yeah, looks like they're going to be a delay of game as uh, we tried to get this thing down. Jeff Weaver the over man there is on the field. Taking some quality pictures, I'm sure. Uh, we'll see him on Facebook here in the next couple days. If you don't follow Jeff Weaver, you should. Good follow, and you'll yeah. be glad you did. It looks like they're going to back this thing up. Third and 18 upcoming as we're under two minutes to go. Should clock not stop after a penalty? I guess that gives Maribel another 20. They're like the Titans here. It gives them another 20 seconds once you get the penalty called on. Might as well. Might as well. 150 and counting. 146. And then they finally snap it. And it looks like they fake to Craig Hilliard. They're going to go right side. That's going to be Dunford on the keeper. And he's going to pick up maybe one on the play. It's going to bring up fourth and 17. And uh, Markell makes a, an appearance again. Yep. I think Beard's going to call a timeout here. Yep, Bearden's going to take a timeout. Bearden takes a timeout. I think they, they want some uh, – they know the twos and threes are going to be in right here. Yeah, maybe. I think they want to try to get on the scoreboard. 28 to nothing is your score. Minute 34 to go. And uh, and let's take a really quick El Himidor timeout. You're listening to Rebel Radio. We'll be right back. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates. And they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653. Or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. As Markel Fortenberry is back in punt formation, he gets it and kicks it away clean. The ball bounces at the 40, and then T-Fry T -Fry, uh, Fry Daddy. brings it down home at the 40-yard line of Bearden, where they'll set up for what looks to be yeah. uh, their last possession of the night. Uh, I tell you, Jude, at the break, we're talking about Rebel Radio Player of the Game, and, man, there's just there's a lot of guys that in, in, a, in a rough and tumble kind of matchup here tonight, 28 to nothing's where it's gotten to. Uh, usual suspects have been in there, usual but there's suspects, also yeah. been some guys who have broken out and had a, a really nice night. So we, we got our hands full on this one. Minute and 27 seconds is what remains. First and 10 for Calavato. He's by himself in the backfield. One to throw. He's going to roll to the right, roll to the short side, and keep it. And he's going to run, 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 get across midfield, and down to the oh, Rebel 48-yard line. That's going to be near enough for a first down. Let's see if they move the sticks. And he gets out of bounds, too. That's an important thing there for him. There's another There's another awkward spot. I mean, looks like they're going to move the sticks. Finally give him first mm -hmm. down. I'm like, 
it's weird. It's like they're paying it forward half yard at a time. It's like <laughs> short a half yard and then heavy a half yard. Colavato staying in the pocket. Then he rolls right, looking to throw, wants to throw. I think he might have stepped out of yep. bounds before he released it, and he did. He is going to lose and lose heavy. He is going to be yep. marked out of bounds at the 44-yard line of Bearden, A eight-yard loss on the play. Yeah, just uh, not the heavy loss there for Bearden. Does get out of bounds. So the clock stops, <laughs> I guess. But, uh, but yeah, not not a good not a good look if you're Bearden. Yeah, a minute ten seconds to go here. And, and again, I, I don't see the hard count, so I think they haven't they have gotten <laughs> that that side of it cleaned up. Now we said that before, and they do it again. So they let's move, see. They move trips right if they don't throw trips left if they don't throw that way. I think that's crazy. And Calavato throws across the middle. Uh, gets it to number 14. It's going to be a pickup of about 14, but not enough for the first down. It's going to bring up third down and about seven to go. 53 seconds is all that remains, and there's just no sense of urgency here. Calavato rolls back three-step drop, standing in the pocket, delivers over in the flat, in and out of the hands of the receiver. Would Stops have, the clock. Would have came to rest at about the 27-yard the line, so still a good distance from the end zone. Uh, I don't know if there's just the arm strength's not there to get there or what, what, the, what the deal is. Fourth down and seven here. Student section is, is, is crazy. live over here. As Calavato still in that shotgun. Now they are with the st clock stop. They are going to check to the sideline. Trips left, one to the right. Empty backfield with number 10 for the Bearden Bulldogs. He gets the snap at midfields. Three-step drop, delivers over in the flat. And I think I bounced. I, yeah, yeah. I thought it skidded off the ground, and it did. And, uh, and, and number 15, or number 85, I'm sorry, uh, for Bearden is uh, disputing but will not win that. Sam Tummins. Uh, wide receiver for Bearden says, I think I caught it. Uh, now nah, that ball skipped for sure, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. 38 seconds left here. All, all that's left is a knee, and uh, Maribel will come out of here with another W. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't pretty, but, hey, you, you always like the Ws. Oh, absolutely, and as that thing kind of switches gears and, and, and the Rebels get a, an opportunity to finish this thing uh, the way they like to, you know, with the football and with an opportunity to just kind of knee this one away. 38 ticks is all that remains, and, uh, and Judy, you got your vote for player of the game? I think I like Jason. I think that's a smart move. Okay. I like that. We're going to send a text and get, get uh, the Rebel Radio player of the game. Craig Hilliard says, maybe I'm not done. He's going to get across the 50, cross the 45 to the 40, and run out of bounds at the 36-yard line. Craig Hilliard. Yeah, Day-Day, showing a little speed as, uh, as he's going to go tell the coaches there. But, uh, oh, I think he's going to cool. relay the message there. And uh, It's always good to have a run. Great play by Day-Day, and uh, 29 seconds left here. Uh, I don't know why the clock hasn't started, but... Uh... He ran out of bounds. Oh, really? I didn't catch that. Yeah, as Dunford's going to... Let's see if they're going to run these guys, and I think they are. They're going to give it to Craig Hilliard again. And they Craig's did. got a lot of room. He gets across the 30, across the 25, and he's going to come to rest about the 24-yard line. Enough for a Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down. And, you know, with 22 seconds to go, I don't know what the clock holds, but uh, I want to I want to th thank a lot of these sponsors that make this thing happen. We've had a fun night here tonight at Bearden yeah. High School, and it's not without a lot of help from our sponsors. Twin City Certified and Maryville present this game of the week each week. There's a timeout on the field. We're going to give that uh, to the players, but right, we're no, going to stay right here. I, no, I think that's just the end of the game. Oh, they're going to call it yep. done. No, they're going to let it run out. Okay, game is coming to an end, but Twin City Certified and Maryville, Stevenson Tire, West Chevrolet, the right spot now, Koa. 
Volunteer Home Mortgage, Whitlock & Company, Bob Ramsey for State Rep, Dwight Price of Realty Executive, Denso Manufacturing, El Himidor Mexican Grill, Common Sense Pest, and Everting Orthodontics, and WKBL's The Grind Morning Show. But uh, you know what? We're going to take a break. We're going to listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, you're going to hear the Bob Ramsey for State Representative post-game show right here on Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso and Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit denzocareers.com slash production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction 
and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. And welcome back to Bearden High School, Bill Young Field, where your Red Rebels are victorious once again, 28 to nothing over the homestanding Bearden Bulldogs. 28 to nothing is what the Dendo scoreboard reads. When you look at the stats, Jude, it's a lot broader than that. Mm -hmm. uh, 24 to seven, the advantage for the Rebels in first downs. 299 rushing yards for the Rebels to the Bearden Bulldogs, 86. Uh, passing yards, 131 for the Rebels, 50 for the Bearden Bulldogs. Total plays, 70 offensive plays for the Rebels, 430 yards, 44 plays, 136 mm -hmm. for the Bearden Bulldogs. Man, you, you just can't say enough about that defense. Really, you, we talk about it all year, cliche or not, bend but don't break defense. Yeah. But they really, early on in the game, they bend and kept us alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, sure. that was the, the dynamic. If you're if you're Maryville, you're looking at Bearden going up twenty-one nothing before Maryville can even turn around and uh, oh yeah, just three times deep into the res. I mean, on the two-yard line, and just couldn't punch it in. If you're Bearden, and uh, that's that's got to haunt you if you're Bearden because you have a chance to take out one of the best teams in the state, but just can't get can't break through. And again, not a lot of teams are going to catch Maryville stumbling and stumping their toe the way they did tonight. But nonetheless, gets gets the victory. When you look at individual stats, Parker McGill, twenty-four carries, one hundred and eighty-four yards, two touchdowns. A 51-yard romp there uh, yeah. in the in the early going of the second half. Uh, Noah Vaughn, 11 carries, 66 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Craig Hilliard, four for 32. Uh, sorry, the paper about got away on me. Nick Daigle, one for 18, and Carson Jones, nine carries for 13 yards. When you look at Bearden, uh, Calavato leads the rushing category for for the Bulldogs, 12 touches for 35 yards. Makai Williams, 13 for 32. Christian spinning one for 14. Nico Young, three carries for four yards. And Aranis, or Seth Arana, uh, one for one. Missed that one uh, in, in the game. But uh, in the in the receiving category, Jackson Phillips leads the receiving category uh, for the Rebels. Four catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. DJ Burks, three for 41. Nick Daigle, two for 19. And Carson Jones to Carson Jones mm -hmm. uh, for four yards on one catch. Uh, Sam Tummins led the way for, for the Bulldogs. One catch, 17 yards. Uh, Dylan Waldbauer, which is, has been their leading receiver for most of the season, two catches, 16 yards. Seth Arana, one for 11. Mm -hmm. And uh, Timithus Spikes. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. We're going to go with it. One for six. Uh, but you talk about it, and uh, and, and this, is a, this is a test game. This is one of those that where if you're the Rebels, you're in the all-whites, you're excited about getting the victory, uh, but you know you left some room out there for improvement. Uh, an early-going stumbling blocks uh, that they obviously corrected at the half, but, uh, uh, again, nonetheless, the end result is a 28 to nothing 
uh, victory uh, for the Red Rebels. But uh, you, you know we're uh, we're gonna we're right here and hoping we can get our our Rebel Radio Player of the Game up here. It's uh, it's Mr. Uh, Jason Manneker, mm -hmm. uh, part of that big time bend but don't break defense for yeah. the Rebels, and we're we're hopefully excited to get him up here and talk to him a little bit because he yep. he battled mm -hmm. and, uh, and 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 has earned the right to be yeah. R and R Player of the Game. Yep. But uh, let's take us uh, our last break. When we come back, we hope to talk to that Rebel Radio Player. Of the game and end what has been a cold uh, but fun night here at Bill Young Field on the campus of Bearden High School. You've listened to Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be back in just a minute. You don't want to miss it. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at EvertingOrtho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Let me start by saying thank you to the listeners of Blunt County's own Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of WKVL's early morning show, The Grind, if you like real talk about real sports and you kind of like hearing it from a familiar voice, give us a try. Catch us live each and every weekday morning, 6 to 7 a.m. and each and every afternoon, 2 to 3 p.m. That's when it hits the radio dial. But if those times just don't work for you, check us out online thegrindonsports.com. Again, that's thegrindonsports.com. You can listen anytime on your time. Archive shows available 24-7, 365. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy. But until then, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. Welcome back to the Bob Ramsey Post Game Show right here on Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM as we are joined uh, post-game by our Rebel Radio player of the game here from Bearden High School, Jason Manneker. Jason, welcome in, man. You had a you had a battle on your hands with these Bulldogs early, but uh, 28 to nothing the final. Yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was a struggle in the beginning trying to get our O to get the ball moving, but they did it when we came out at halftime, but yeah, our defense prevailed and we really just got to thank our guys on the D-line, our linebackers. They really came in clutch. They helped us a lot. Yeah, and you had a great game tonight. And, uh, I just want to be 
to congratulate you. And you know, you're a sophomore. So what does that what does that mean for you to be uh, be able to be so active in this in this defense as just a sophomore? Well, uh, just during quarantine, I got a few weights and just hit away as hard as I could. And uh, stepping up because they moved like Lou Birchfield to sandbacker. There wasn't a bandit, mm -hmm. someone who could play both positions. And even tonight, Hagen Webb was out. We had to put a guy that just transferred here, and he stepped up really, really big. So I think it's an honor to get to play with these guys for sure. Hey, absolutely, and you know it, it's it's some things you guys got dealt some hard looks, yeah. uh, given short fields and different things like that. But uh, bowed up your back. I mean, uh, Calavato's a big quarterback. He is. He's a guy that was running hard for for the Bulldogs, and and I think at least twice down here on the goal line, you guys stood stood him up, stood Micah Williams up, and uh, those are two guys that uh, they're going to score a lot of touchdowns this season, but they weren't going to do it against the Rebels, no, right? No, sir. No, sir. They weren't. Absolutely, and, and you know. Uh, New uniform combination, we'd be remiss if we didn't. We've talked about the men in black, and then we have black pants, red jerseys. Were you guys excited to roll out the Stormtroopers? We, we were pumped. We heard Thursday we were wearing white on white, and the team went crazy at practice. <laughs> I mean, we were running all over the place. So so there's been, obviously, we've had four games, three three different variations. Red with black pants. We've had the, the Stormtroopers tonight, and then the, the black on blacks two mm -hmm. weeks in a row. Yeah. Well, is the white your favorite? or? I think white looks pretty clean. Oh. I do like the white, but uh, when we got to play Alcoa, we got to wear black socks, and that's kind of rare, so we love that combination. I hear you. I hear you, but Jason, uh, again, you did work tonight that led to us getting you the Rebel Radio Player of the Game. Uh, we'll get you, uh, it's called a swag pack, if you will. There'll be yeah. a certificate that has the date, who you played, final score, some of your stats there on there, uh, a t-shirt, some wristbands, uh, a water bottle, and a sticker. So like I tell everybody, if they don't know you want it, it's kind of on you at that point. <laughs> yeah. But uh, again, appreciate you coming up here and giving us Thank a few you. minutes of your time. You. Uh, be safe, stay warm. It's a little chilly out here at Bearden, uh, but again, a great win by the Rebels 28 to nothing yes, and sir. by a big uh, a big proponent from the defense Jason Maniker. Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Again, and and we're going to we're going to sign off here from uh, from Bearden High School, but Jason, thanks for coming in. But as we look ahead, uh, there's been a lot of things to think about, but the Maryville Red Rebels have went on the road and found clear and obvious pass to victory, and that means another Red Rebel victory. The Rebels improve to 4 and 0 and the Bulldogs fall to 0 and 3. Final score from Bearden High School. Your Red Rebels 28, the Bearden Bulldogs 0. Thanks to all that makes this thing possible, Larry Hedrick, Athletic Director, Maryville High School, the great administration at MHS, Mr. Ken Main for running stats to us tonight from the other side of the box. Uh, keep us uh, up to the minute on stats all night, and a special thanks to Laura back at the studio uh, for keeping us on track and getting us to and from breaks. But for Jude Ellison and Carson Crouch, I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you've listened to Rebel Radio. If you're leaving the stadium or on the road home, take care, be safe, and yes, go Rebels. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. 
Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. 